Hello everyone, um, it's Ramon, and I just wanted to record something real quick to acknowledge the fact that it's been a long fucking time since our last episode, and I didn't want to just drop the new episode without acknowledging the fact that we've had a pretty major gap, and you know, it's something that we're going to try pretty hard to make sure it doesn't happen again, but the, the reason isn't that complicated. Basically, Daniel and I are two working comic artists, and when we started this thing, we thought, oh, it'll be very manageable. You know, every episode, we'll just read a little thing, and then we'll we'll talk about it. And then somehow it expanded to, like, me doing a lot of research, me editing three-hour episodes on top of me working during the day. And basically, it got really fucking hot in Northern California, and it made it hard to stay up and edit during the day and stay edit during the night and sleep during the day. And then work and you know everything else on top of it and daniel has also been crunching to get his book done which looks fucking awesome i can't wait for people to see it um but you know we're we're trying to make sure that we're back and we won't have these big gaps in uh the episodes because you know we do lo we love doing it and w w it's been very very annoying that <laughs> i have just not been able to find the time among just everything going on to, to push these episodes out. But, um, you know, like I said, we're trying to make sure we've got a couple episodes backlog now that, uh, we should be able to have a little bit of a buffering, uh, between when we record, when the episodes come out and then we'll still do the stuff for the Patreon episodes, which, you know, we'll probably put the next one out just as a sorry, <laughs> uh, public after we put it in the, on the Patreon episodes. But, yeah, we just, uh, I just wanted to address the fact that we've been gone. It's, you know, uh, really, really sucks because I feel like we had such a good momentum and it just kind of like halted once it shit got like a hundred degree weather and I had to stay up and edit <laughs> like a three hour episode, which this one is. And I think the next two are also, but, um, yeah, uh, thanks very much for the support and I hope you like this new episode. It's one that I've been also fucking really excited to put out because it's about uh, a comic that not a lot of people talk about for, I mean, pretty good reason. It's pretty fucking stupid, but uh, very fun to talk about with our guest, Michelle Perez and uh, Jake. So here it is. Thanks. Political correctness. How do you feel about that? Uh, just another word for totalitarianism. It's just another way for the people, predominantly on the left, liberalism is, is I think political correctness is actually just a new name for liberalism. How do you feel about homosexuals? I'm gay. I'm gay. You must like it, you must love me, and you must accept everything I do. Welcome to this week's episode of Mex Flentayo. It's been a while, kind of. I apologize uh, a lot, but, you know, it's me, the true outlaw of comics, standard bearer for all future generations, Ramon Villalobos. With me, as always, some are saying take them or leave them. <laughs> um, 
I I'm, I'm I, fine with it. I'm, I'm taking, taking him, take him or leave him at this they're point. They're saying, damn, Daniel. <laughs> Some are saying, nobody's Ari. saying that unless it's a meme. Damn, Daniel, it is Ari. Add it again with the white van, they're saying. <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, how's it going, Ramon? <laughs> it's going pretty good, man. How are you? I'm 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 doing good. Having uh having fruitful, interesting discussions on Twitter, making friends. You gotta listen. You're not doing that. You're arguing with people. You gotta drop the bad boy image. <laughs> I keep telling you that. This week on the show, we wanted to get back to reading comics because we had a massive failure doing our Snyder cast thing. Um, I can't Rip. get into the specifics of it. It was a huge waste of a lot of people's time. Rest in peace, four-hour Snyder Cut episode. Yeah, there's literally, like, I have four hours worth of footage to edit, and I I just don't know when I'll ever have the time to do it. So that episode may never come out. It may also come out. We don't know yet. It's We're seeing if there's, like, a released a Snyder Cut episode or something like that. Like, if that happens... Maybe we'll release the episode if I can find time. Let's get some momentum. It, Maybe it'll be a Patreon exclusive if we can get enough people to get hype about me, it. Yell at me. Yeah. Let's start yeah, a maybe. harassment campaign. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we did that. And then, you know, we have the an episode with uh, Michelle Fife. Great episode. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I can't wait for people to hear it. Um, but now... We want to get back to what the show's all about, which is reading comics, uh, you know, talking about politics, like try to get back to our roots, try to get back to what made this show, you know, the greatest podcast comics podcast ever created. Um, and that's, you know, reading comics, talking about politics, talking about being sort of like a leftist or whatever <laughs> that fucking means. So I wanted to talk about a comic that I found out about just randomly called Rush Limbaugh Must Die. Okay, it came out through Boneyard Press in like 1993, 1994, and you know, there's only one per it was created by this guy named Hart D. Fisher, who was considered at one point the most dangerous man in comics. Right? Um we'll we'll get into why a, a little bit later, but um I felt like there was only one guest that I could really have on to talk about, you know, the most dangerous man in comics. Um, talk about indie comics, talk about, you know, comics that are this deranged <laughs> and, and funny. Um, mm. And that is our good friend, Michelle Perez, artist, podcaster, writer, oh. mm. legend. Yeah. One of the most dangerous women in comics. Some people were saying for a little while. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I don't, I'm not an artist. I, well, I have done MS paint uh, <laughs> yeah. drawings, but an yeah. artist in the uh, you know, yeah, yeah, they're 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 are... in the umbrella sense. Yeah, yeah. in the umbrella sense, uh, in the under the LGBTQ uh, umbrella of people that have joked about uh, some of their detractors dying painful deaths. Uh, this seemed this seemed like an easy give me a layup, if you will. I'm, I'm joined by my <laughs> friend and producer, uh, That's right. Jake. Hello. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, we also the po- you know you ha- you host a podcast called uh, Working on It. Working yeah. on It. Yeah. Yep. That's and your and you said you wanted your co-host, your your producer on the show, and I said well, I don't know why we'd want him on, but yeah, right. it, it's <laughs> the, the the racial the racial skew. Ramon, Ramon, I gotta be honest. I said the same thing. 
<laughs> yeah, no. He was he was incredibly nervous, which led me to like bully him into it. I was like, listen, this is the, true. the 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 Latino Latina ratio to you is gonna be incredible, but it is in our Discord server anyway. So like fucking this suck is, it yes. up. I mean listen, full disclosure, I'm a white guy. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that with pride. Like I'm I'm you know, we're fucking we're 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 in the muck, but as it were. Thirty year old white man who grew up reading comic books. There's not I, too many we, of me. I forgive you, Jake. Yeah. So Thank you're you. giving Thank us you. the I... Rush Limbaugh perspective on this. <laughs> that's right. That's what I'm here to provide. <laughs> I if you all are ever just absolutely befuddled by the whiteness of this comic book, why I, would they I, do I this, might be so here to provide. Jake, re- explain why Rush Limbaugh would do these things. There, there's some extremely <laughs> oh, white things about this book that we need to we do well, need to get into. I'm, I'm happy to be here as whatever kind of voice I can. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do talk with Michelle quite a bit about comic books, um, usually not on our podcast, but it's the thing that derails us most often. What do you? What is the podcast about? Uh, the podcast started as uh, Michelle kind of wanting a platform to talk to some people and to kind of get our Discord bullshit into a more uh, funny and codified kind of source and at the end we just started talking to people who are independent artists so working mm. on it stems from like people such as yourself who are who are employed through you know pretty much their own means um whatever that be be it drawing or writing or even like uh we were about to talk to a perfumier last week we had to schedule that perfumier some, the umbrella yeah, somewhat, the artist umbrella yeah the artist umbrella let's say Keeps yeah. it wide, lets his book almost whoever we want, right. as long as they're roughly tied to that. Yeah, right Right now, uh, right had, now. Um, yeah. Colin Space Twinks, who is a, a character of note on at, at one Twinks? point. Yeah, we, he's, yeah. He's, he was our first guest. Whoa. We had, we had, we had Space Twinks. Uh, we've recorded with Cardamonier. We've recorded with, uh, have you ever seen Be- Beanie, Beanie Tuesday? Tuesday? You ever seen his comics? No. Well, I have to show it to you. I think it'd yeah. be right up your alley. He's but... pretty funny. He's in the web comics game right now. Yeah, he he has a very unique take on comics, not unlike sort of Akewood, but with a manga sensibility and a awareness of that form. And it's very eccentric artists that he's one of the most exciting guys I've seen in comics right now. Like because oh. he's. He's like, yeah, he's a he's a self-starter. For me, uh, I think an interesting discussion right now is the discussion of labor. And yeah. right now, uh, I think as a writer and people across all forms, basically VC or venture capital is basically eroding most outlets and places that you could get a following off of it's in reaction to facebook gutting uh news publications and small publications because it's it's one of several sites that are consolidating and breaking down uh barriers for entry so so now yeah with with work changing and what work even looks right now looks like right now more and more people even if you aren't an artist a lot of people are doing gig economy jobs, are doing three or four jobs that one job used to do, and we're investigating it. One of the wildest things that happened so far was figuring out uh, that – have you ever heard of VTubers? 
Of course yes. I've heard of VTubers. Yeah, we're... <laughs> the sensation of 2020. So, <laughs> so yeah, we, we, were, we were going through the process of VTubers, and it was really hard to find out salaries for VTubers. But uh, a fellow Mexican, Ruben, uh, tracked it down and was like, yeah, these people are making $30,000 a year. They don't retain uh, the rights and they could be graduated out of right. being a VTuber. Like, right. you yeah, get sent rig. off to a... A lot of those s- companies are run like uh, like J-pop companies. Yeah, it's, oh, wow. it's, it's like... it's. I it, assume that those were independent sort of like Twitch streamers. It, start, it starts that way. Yeah, some of them are, to be, to be clear. There are the yeah. indie ones out there. But there are like companies that are like, oh, we'll give you a rig... You and they'll have a whole cast we'll a of YouTubers yeah, that interact with each other. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the future. That's kind of the the future of, well, sort of going into business for yourself. And I think that part of the labor discussion is much more useful to people's day to day lives than, I guess, what we call like the sort of culture war now. Where it has yeah. to be fought in spans of every ten minutes of your day, <laughs> you have to be incredibly hyper vigilant all the time. You have to have a take. You immediately need to quote tweet someone. We, like they're just journalists with like two million follower accounts, like quote tweeting some dipshit with with twelve followers. Like how dare you say this about my my life's body of work like fucking cares man just relax that's literally what i've been doing all day today that's it that was literally what daniel was like so excited like i gained 50 followers today. i didn't i I wasn't (laughs) excited about this at all i did not state this enthusiastically i was very nonchalant you made a hello new followers tweet we we all all like it when numbers go up hell yeah anytime i get more than five followers i freak out and i feel like i need to explain why i exist no no, you were so excited. You were like a pig in shit talking about your 50 <laughs> new followers when you, before they were here. That's me. That's me, the pig in <laughs> shit. That's what happens. You get blooded. You get blooded in the, the posting big, wars. The big rig. The big posts. I absolutely refuse to care about that stuff anymore. I think we talked about it a little bit on the FIFA thing, but like if I did, I wouldn't post sports highlights. I feel like that sort of inoculates me from people taking me serious. That's, that's an amazing that's an amazing <laughs> litmus test to get like the the kinds of people you don't want to unfollow you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if if there's a day where like the Warriors or the A's or the Niners play good and I go on like a one hour retweeting <laughs> spree from sports journalists from the Bay Area and you're still cool, like, all right, then you <laughs> you know, but <laughs> you most people are gonna anyone who's only engaging with me on like a level where they just want my hot takes are gonna unfollow me at that point. Yeah. I mean oh, it, it, it for good. the record, I did not ask for any of those followers and people felt uh, like cool artist people who I like felt the need to uh, show support and be like, yeah, go follow, go follow Daniel and, yeah, and check me. out his stuff. And I, I hope to shave at least half of those followers off with my future content. <laughs> you have to. No, Look. you have to separate the wheat from the chaff. As, as, <laughs> as a retired poster, I think if I ever do get a Twitter again, I would either do a pseudonym or I would just... I wouldn't be like a posts guy. Like, I wouldn't be like a lib crusher or something. You know, yeah. we have like an underlying bridging two words somehow, but <laughs> I would, uh, I would, 
I would say to you, young poster, uh, <laughs> when you're in the trenches, like you, the the way the way Ramon just uh, talked about that. Two things, uh, like when Kurt Eichenwald called me like the worst person on Twitter, and like yeah, the most dangerous person, the in main, comics. most dangerous person in comics. Yeah, that's like, a badge. Like, like two things happened. Everyone told him to shut the fuck up and that he sucked. <laughs> Uh, and said, shut up, hentai boy, posted tentacles at him. Uh, uh, Felix Biederman was was saying, like, this is really brave of you, Kurt, going after someone that potentially makes $200 a year. I was like, <laughs> I was like geez. I mean, Fucking A. Yeah, it was like, thanks, dog? He followed me. But then people kept posting, so... Anecdotally, uh, uh, anti-trans trans writer said uh, one thing trans women do when they're getting a bunch of uh, critiques and stuff is uh, retweeting all of their uh, posts of their nudes. And this is this is like a, a like a this is like the opposite of the love bomb effect. It was just dumb bird brain bullshit. But <laughs> there was a tactic there, which she was right to pick up on, which was that. If you really want to make these people matter, uh, I was just like, all right, well, I've got all of you, you people hate following me, me now. Uh, you're going to see what I post normally. And, and anyone that has known what I have posted on uh, my Twitter was just either nudes of me, nudes of people I knew, or really off-putting, alienating, hardcore pornography. Uh, <laughs> right, which is why I didn't follow you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were I we were friends. <laughs> we were mutuals. We were mutuals. We were mutuals. I'm, I'm not the I first like, person. Oh, hit that follow. Hit that mute immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Our co-host Eliza has said the exact same thing. <laughs> Yeah. And it's all respect. It's all love. It's all love. Yeah. It's all love, peace love. And love. She, she said it. She said it like uh, if you ever get a main again, uh, if you post nudes of yourself. I don't even mind if you post nudes of other people at this point. But if you post nudes of yourself, I'm just unfollowing you. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> like, cool. Blank fine. I'm, I'm not mad. I'm laughing, actually. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, the thing is, it's like. I was always like this. I, I, right. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fucking change. And it, like, I, I was aware of how people responded to stuff at the time, and the the way forward was just like making people who argue in bad faith, uh, just, just have to put up with your shit or walk away or or have them completely base their being around taking images of you quote tweeting you and freaking out and talking with their little in groups uh and i don't mean gang stalking i just mean like the certain type of poster that just constantly defines themselves by whining about someone else at length uh yeah. like that kind of guy and yeah the thing is, like, there's a ceiling to that. That's not a growth industry anymore. One, because no. everyone does no. it. And two, it's like uh, the people that do it well are articulate and have a savvy sense of humor that appeals to other people. When you're, when you're not, like, 
coming from a place that other people recognize and you're solely cruel, like you're, you're going to specifically attract those guys and that's going to be it, which is kind of funny because in America, it usually goes the other way. Like, uh, say if you're a one rush Limbaugh who had like millions of radio listeners, uh, he would have a button he would hammer when someone died of AIDS. Right. A normal man. Totally regular thing to do. Totally chill thing to do. Speaking of people that just cry a lot, though, I got into it. Like, I, it's funny because some people think that I am, like, you know, one of these poster war people. They think, they mm-hmm. like, I have friends that don't tweet at all. They're like, Ramon, you tweet way too much. I'm like, listen, <laughs> you have no idea how much more I could tweet if I wanted to. Yeah, Ramon is incredibly subdued. It, yeah, Twitter, which is like after it's hilarious for people that like know me that are just like you're insane how much you tweet. Oh, they don't. And I'm even, like they don't even know the stakes of like how invested people get in Twitter and culture war stuff, and them thinking like it's a reifying, conditioning, terrible thing. And don't get me wrong, uh, is there a social engineering component to social media that should be cause for grave concern? Fucking yes. However, that's at the macro level. Most people interacting with people like people are just going to do that. It's like <laughs> it's like a conversation. The, the, I'm, I'm imagining the meme where, where someone responds to a very dumb conversation by a Renaissance painting of like the philosopher speaking on the steps of the Parthenon with their arms and a specific gesture like as a, 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 a way to just sort of show the incongruity of how dumb the shit you're saying is, but then the stakes are so low uh, yeah. that, yeah, you, you could blow it up into a big thing, but it's like, uh, that, it doesn't matter. How long have you been off Twitter, Michelle? I would say uh, a year and a half to two years. Oh, okay, part. because... Cause and why'd I... you leave again? Well, I got suspended... I I got suspended by by saying Twitter Twitter open. It's great. It's great that uh, you you really believe in trans people and being very helpful to trans people. Also, you are the leading uh, body of people banning trans people from your fucking platform. <laughs> try try to find a twi- try to try to find a non-industry trans person on Twitter. That is on their first and only account. I fucking no, dare true. you. I double dare you. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not gonna happen. Uh and I mean, there's mitigating stuff, mainly off site reporting and you know, goofy but gang after stalking that, you were shit. Just like, after that it was And after that you're just like fuck it. Yeah, I went I went I went uh lone warrior. I went I went alone. And uh I I was it was a poster without a home. I How's that I, how's that outside world life? Well, oh, she's just in Discord. So, yeah, I think right? yeah. Yeah, so so the the crazy thing about post Twitter is is okay, you I don't think it was a destructive force in my life insofar as I'm I'm a a trans person that got wrote up about by like a bunch of right-wing sites. Uh, my book was not canceled. Uh, uh, no, no protests by some sort of army organizations were not organized against me. 
I uh, went to Los Angeles and uh, was nom- uh, nominated for a uh, final prize in the graphic novels category at LA Times uh, Book Fest and its uh, big award ceremony afterwards. There were a lot of people, like very, like some of the nominees were like uh, like Michelle Obama and shit, which was like <laughs> other Michelles of note. Uh, yeah, everyone yeah. got in there. Michelle Obama is not here to accept or you know get the prize or whatever. Like like five people made that joke, and like the only other thing of note outside of everyone saying. Uh, during the award ceremony that like oh their book or my book made them cry was uh was a guy who wrote a biography of frederick Douglass who was loudly uh, using his blackberry like an old blackberry <laughs> to answer emails audibly uh while like an author of dope sick nation through tears was like talking about the effects of opiates on people then another person who was talking about uh, uh, now gay dead activists during ACT UP in NYC uh, sort of feeling miserable that no one was going to see, you know, their efforts, you know, in their lifetime to try to change people with HIV AIDS. And this guy is making fucking Pac-Man noises on his phone <laughs> the entire time over her voice. It was audible over the, the fucking, <laughs> over the stage sound. It was, I, at that point I stopped being mad at him. I was just like, does this guy have like, some sort of problem? I mean, I had showed up to the thing drunk. I, I, you have no idea how much anxiety I'd had. 3 a.m. Uh, every, every, every night, that's when I would fall asleep. I, I could not sleep because I was worried about it. I didn't win it, and uh, I was able to sleep again. And then I did a panel the next day with, like, a bunch of big-name people, and it was very fun. Was Obama there, Michelle? Obama was not there. Chelsea Clinton yeah. was there, but I didn't get oh. to. I didn't get to, like, see her, or yell did fuck you get to words see at her. I did not see Ghislaine. Uh <laughs> Roxanne Gay farted in the green room. I moved away Whoa. very fast. That's a that's an exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> it's an exclusive. I that's not like a dig. Roxanne Gay farts. Hey, we folks. all fart. We all fart. I mean, yeah, but Roxanne Gay's fart is different. It's, it has different weight to it. Yeah. Apparently, it's noticeable in the green room. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's just like two tables away. Roxanne Gay farts, and it's just like, all right. So I should leave now. This is. I'm like. I'm like. Like it's not like the fart noise was audible, but like the smell was bad, and like the smell was audible. You're but at a crossroads there. I'm at a crossroads, but yeah. Aside from. Aside from Bookfest, there was also Lambda Literary Awards. We're nominated for a bunch of stuff. Uh, so as far as that goes, I I was okay with the critical reception. I liked the niche, weird, trans-doomer uh, Chan kids that have uh, meshed with Remy Boydell and my comic as well as remy's yeah. other comics seven or excuse me not 720 in london 920 in london uh that they had put out 
subsequently. And yeah, uh, I'd lived in Baltimore and then uh, came out to Montana to basically try to pursue a collegiate scholarly career. And then the mm. pandemic happened and now I'm in the same shithole everyone is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that's where I'd been. I, uh, I as all, all because the pervert. Yeah. My, yeah, that's huge. I, well, that's the thing. I've, I've been all over. There's, there's like very few States in the United States. I haven't been in at this point. It's been a big journey. All, yeah. all, all it took um, was to get uh, banned off Twitter. Oh well, yeah. right. no, no. This, this, this has been persistent, but yeah, Twitter, Twitter. I like. I don't want to say I'm different, but <laughs> but I will say uh, that if you jump back into it and you kind of think of how anything is learned, like riding a bike or writing or drawing or whatever. There's that neuron groove that gets formed. If you erase the neuron groove of Twitter when you're like, you're being a poster versus like just, all right, here's an inane thing I'm going to post. Okay, post something. Fuck it, I'm gone. Uh, Like, those are two different brains. And if you constantly engage the former, uh, you, you become a very pathological sometimes, we'll say. I fully agree. Yeah. I mean, you know, there has been, there have been, I think I, for a while I was sort of more rabidly posting shit. And I remember there was like an after, a few afternoons where I'm just like, I got to like chill out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I got to just like go outside. Self-awareness <laughs> go kicks for in. for a walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, there, there are still some days where I get like an itchy sort of like scrolling through like shit too much where I'm just like, oh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. But, I think I think pandem- the pandemic has, has made that worse for a lot of people. Like sometimes there's nothing to do except be on Twitter. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. The the, the I think the- I think difference is it's like uh, in terms of communication, it if if there's more of a prison mentality. Than <laughs> yeah, the- yeah. <laughs> I was about, no, like, I was about to say y'all ever close a Twitter tab and then immediately muscle memory open a Twitter tab. Yeah, yeah, constantly. Yeah, that's I, fucked up. I had like three Twitter up. tabs open. Mm-hmm. That's not natural. It, you know why? Because I'll open one for like DM groups and shit. Right. And then I'll like have one going for the DM group and I'll close the other one. I'm like, oh, look, the other one's there for just like my feed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, open up the DM group to see if there's, you know, like that Dan Slot thing. Like that Dan Slot thing. Ooh, a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Silly. A new tweet. It it is terrible behavior, and it for me it's it's fascinating because I am I'm late to Twitter in general. Like hmm. I hmm. spent the majority of my uh, comics career basically avoiding it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it just now I not just now but like let's say uh, for the past like two three years I started uh, actually posting, and now I. I am now in that sort of like weird poster mentality and yeah it mm. it it does rewire your brain in a really weird way that I'm not I I I am 
trying to keep under control for the record i think at one point like ramon took me aside and like in a dms like you sure you want to be a uh, screen capping <laughs> you sure you uh-huh. want to start screen capping people and starting <laughs> yeah. posts on no, that <laughs> sitting at the table I told to... cigar in mouth yeah. So you want to join this life? I, ah, hello, youngster. <laughs> I pulled Daniel aside and I said, "Listen, you're too talented to let this kind of thing paint like a negative light on you for anybody. Like, you know, like if you want to do it, that's fine. But I'm saying, like, you know, I've seen art that they put out, like, you know, Marvel and DC. I'm like, you could get in there if you, if you, if you did it right. I'm not saying like you have to tone it down." I'm saying, do you want to be known as an asshole? And that's there's two different things. Like, because I was a, I was an outspoken like loudmouth for a long time. Mm-hmm. That didn't stop anybody from hiring me. I just, but there's a there's like a, a threshold that you cross where I know how editors are, where they're just like, oh, that guy's probably like kind of a they don't want to work with you. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm adorable like, in emails. I'm a I'm yeah, a charmer. Yeah, but they but you. You know, how do you how do you get that first email? <laughs> yeah, no, I and, and and it's not even like and I'm not even saying like, you know, fucking play nice or else. But, you know, it it's like you have to be savvy because like, you know, Michelle, you were talking about like we are all gig workers, right? Like mm-hmm. in comics, especially comics artists like, you know, if if you don't have a five star rating on Lyft, nobody's going to get in your fucking car. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, yeah. And artists, uh, it's a different game than writers. For me, uh, I can, I could shift my, I can shift my career in a different path. And there are plenty of writers that live their whole careers without touching Twitter yeah. once and do just fucking fine. Uh, it's, 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 it's strange because I've talked to some people about this, and even Twitter engagement doesn't necessarily translate to uh like direct sales which is also interesting it's like no that's that's just like good algorithmic engagement now whether or not someone decides to buy something i think it's very word of mouth dependent and in some ways fandom dependent yeah uh that's also i mean like the there's a there's been, I know you haven't been on, on Twitter, but there's been like a huge discourse about NFTs and crypto art. And it's like exhausting mm. the amount of work that, you know, some people dedicate like time, effort, sweat, equity that they put into defending mm-hmm. and shitting on, on it on either side. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm anti NFT, I'm anti cryptocurrency, anti blockchains, all that shit. Right. Mm-hmm. But but I can only get out so many, I can only give it so much of my time and my right. energy. Cause I know that like only so much of like Twitter engagement is going to decide whether or not people interact with, with those things. That's, that's not. the Zatoichi posting. That is, that is the, that is the way of the wisened, <laughs> the wisened poster. See? Yeah, exactly. That is the perfect the, analogy. Sort of. I can imagine Ramon sitting in the corner of of some kind of bar, and as soon as some kind of like Rufians or Ronins uh, show up to <laughs> to pick on him, like like just the uh, the 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 samurai sword would just unsheath for a second. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's still stationary. He hasn't moved. It's really it's really intense. <laughs> I think I'm most likely dead in that barn. Yeah. (laughs) 
Let me tell you, you ever find me stationless in a barn, I have killed myself. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> not, not a real, like, you're drinking some water. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, that, that's, but, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't kind of get lost in the sauce in the sense that, like, yeah, people like that engagement loop, and that's what, on social media, uh, keeps you relevant. Yeah. Uh Right. But the thing is also, uh, we, we've also learned that uh, posting for desired effects uh, can raise awareness at most. In order to have someone make a decision, whether it's a consumer decision, uh, political mm-hmm. advocacy, or otherwise, uh, the, the difference maker is agitated real-world people or motivated real-world people uh, organizing in some capacity or another where they're talking to another person in a physical-the-fuck location and, all right, here's the thing we'll do, here's the thing we'll buy, here's the thing we will not buy. And that's that's the thing. Uh, It's it's a trap to think of it as a, a thing where where real change can happen. It's it's the key part I, of the, the culture war now. I talked so much shit online during, like, the the primaries 2016-2020, you know, like, both times. Mm-hmm. And I, I gained so much more uh, fulfillment out of actually, like, getting off my ass, going walking, knocking on doors, talking to people in real life, mm-hmm. going to, you know, meetings for, for the Bernie Sanders campaign than I ever did, you know, yelling at people on Twitter, which I did a lot of. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah. Right? But that's that's one of the things I think that really sort of, uh, like, solidified that point of view, which is, like, I, I can only do so much on Twitter that's going to, like you said, change anybody's point of view. But in real life, I literally did convince people to go vote for Bernie Sanders, right. and that's tangible. That's real. He won California. We did. We did it out he did here. It. Yeah. But you know, he won specifically my county, so I felt like I played a part in that. Yeah. But I played no part in yelling at people online like that, making any. And but conversely, yelling at people online, I don't think I lost any voters either. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they're 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 negative reifying uh, sort of processes that happen on social media like we're we're all grown adults like right fucking do i think social media harassment is good no no i i think it's i think it's stupid it's the sign that you're a a a bitch made pussy however (laughs) the thing is like the stakes being as high as they were elizabeth warren like Lowering the bar for everyone and making the the decision for everyone that wasn't her that saying snake emojis constituted institutional harassment and dehumanization of her person is is in is 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 sickening in how stupid and myopic it is Uh, when you when you look at like actual online outcomes in terms of stalking harassment, violence, uh, deaths, suicides. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the, that's the other irony is like, you know, seeing some of these debates, not really participating in them, but seeing them play out. I see people that are like, 
you know, they they call they call it harassment for you to just be like, oh, what about the you know ecological impact of you know crypto crypto NFT blockchain whatever the fuck. A lot of the word violence and getting thrown around. Mm-hmm. A lot of the word violence getting thrown around, but like I remember like peak SJ anti SJW movement like two three years ago when you were in the trenches, like you Tamra Mags like people in like women in comics that were dealing with like comics gate people. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember that was legitimate harassment. Like, people were saying horrible things. And even then, like, to the degree that, like, you know, I know you weren't, but, like, people were, were calling that on harassment, and nobody fucking listened back then. But but then, you know, now that it's become, like, sort of commodified as, like, a, a thing that people can use to shut down arguments from the left... Mm-hmm. Like it's it's crazy to watch that transformation happen well, like so quickly. Well, I watched it. I I watched it happen with Corbyn, and you know I'll be frank. Does oh. you does the UK have like anti-Semitism as a a problem and in, in inherent to it uh, in its politics? Yeah, it's not a first person. I assume it's a place in the world. And if you know anything about the Tories and uh, some Blairite. Uh, remnants of labor that's there but uh in terms of corbin himself because he said you you we should not be in favor of the idf blowing the skull of a six-year-old palestinian child in half like he's a anti-semite no fuck that the the if 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 people it's actually it's actually girl power if you watch the dc movie exactly Well, that's the thing. I, I, I had had, I've had, uh, people who were ostensibly on my side, uh, defending me that I vehemently do not fuck with their personal politics. I do not, uh, like corporate liberalism in any way whatsoever. I feel like in many ways, in many ways, they're, they're more responsible for the bad, uh, state of things, not just for, trans people but uh uh marginalized people and anyone below the poverty line uh, they'd lo- yeah. they mm-hmm. the, when when the democrats uh lost the south by doing nothing tangible in the south like uh 40s 50s onward like uh they yeah it set the stage for dog shit neoliberalism that we're, that we're living with today uh the yeah. clinton arrow the Clinton era and everything. They narrowly won Georgia, and they are going to keep that for a long time. You can tell. Uh, it, it it depends on it, the yeah. It, it reminds me of great. it reminds me of a conversation I was having, where it was I, again it was about this subject uh, that kind of like happened today, where it was it, it's somebody who would technically count as an ally on other subjects, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I guess the frustration comes from, uh, like if, if somebody, uh, I guess we were talking about who is truly on the left or who isn't on the oh, left, fuck uh, me. the conversation kind of became about who, <laughs> what, what, what is the most correct position for a Puerto Rican to have, for example, oh, um, hell yes. about Race science, yes, about, about the island, for example, like about how mm-hmm. the island should be treated. And I did on like. I I explained that, yes, there is a multitude, there's a plurality of opinions on what the political situation in Puerto Rico should be. But 
when like the people I take offense with are the people who um have some kind of stake or have some kind of um Mm-hmm. left position where they're supposed to be my ally if you tell me that you are completely in disagreement of me if you're right wing i i don't have any reason to argue with you like yeah. we we don't have anything in common but if you are from my side of the thing uh, arguing with me then all of a sudden we do have to have like a 70 reply conversation about it mm. because we are supposed to be in the same house in one way or another well yeah no i had the same i had the same arguments with like abolish ice and i would have people that were like you know well listen i just don't know if like abolishing it is the right thing to do and i'm like well i'm not saying like don't have people like i'm not saying like don't have a border (laughs) like that's not my position at all i'm saying you could take all the things that ice does take it back into like take it away from a rogue agency and put it into like you know these other agencies, make them more well regulated by the government, and then you just don't have as much like torture at the border. You don't have as uh, much like mm. uh, ICE agents raping kids. Eh. And there's like no, I don't know. <laughs> seems, seems too radical. <laughs> That's it's, yeah. Someone was posting the other day about the Onion, the like the back before the Iraq War started, the Onion article that was like the positions, and the the first position was yeah. the Iraq War will destabilize an entire region and be and like be like America's darkest legacy, and the uh, the the negative position was just no, it won't. <laughs> yeah, that was I, I saw that was the fucking like, guys. No, it won't. Yeah, that's not yeah, true. No, won't. no, won't. Well, yeah, myself. That's that's just America. Myself, like, why I didn't say as it related to me was harassment was because one, uh, I didn't have any interest in leveraging it for myself. Right. I don't think people inherently do. I think there's a capacity to, uh, yeah. that makes for weird gray areas and it's it's kind of it's kind of like being thrown a hand grenade and seeing how everyone will react individually <laughs> and like <laughs> right like for me uh i already knew like if i spoke completely about how i felt about stuff uh at length like a big thing was about how anti cop i was and for for right. me, I I I don't like apostate narratives and cancel narratives because when I say something, I said it because I meant it, or I was doing it to fuck with you, uh, because <laughs> I have contempt for you, and I want to try to do it in an incongruous or mean spirited way. I I have difficulty even on a lot of left wing positions. Uh, friends have. Uh, I I don't believe in electoralism, and in many ways, I think it would be a blessing to the world if, like, liberal democracy died in America. That's me. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> right. I'm not being put in charge of the government. That's just one person. <laughs> I have no institutional power over anyone. I can't I can't yeah. hold that over everyone. But if you if you fall into if you fall into the sort of the narrative where you're defined uh, by wounds inflicted upon you, then that becomes an identity. And exactly. I, I have no interest in defining myself by the fucking stupid people that uh, disagree with me in bad faith 
or only live their lives with destructive intent and animus in others that coach or launder it through permissibility narratives and liberal discourse, all of their uh, friends and all of their access. Uh, I, I came by this honest and it's been harder. I've been homeless. Uh, it fucking sucks, but yeah. I, I came by it uh, my own way. And I mean, it tastes sweeter. It makes things more painful, but it's real. And I'm fine with right. that. I, I, I didn't have to fucking compromise myself. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's, that's how you should, you should be that way in your posting. You should, you shouldn't try to be that way in your life. Uh, uh, if you're, if you're someone that isn't me specifically, you shouldn't say all of the <laughs> things I have said, but, uh, like for me, it is, it is, it has made the, the friends and experiences I've had, uh, feel, and actually exist as like real tangible shit. No one handed it to me, which I, which, yeah. uh, I'm fine with. It's, I'm blessed in many ways, but yeah. I feel very much the same way. Yeah. Did, you know what? Ditto. I'm a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so speaking of which. Hell yes. We're finally going to talk about this. Speaking of living incredibly honestly. <laughs> yeah, speaking of living your truth, speaking of living and dying oh, as a poster. <laughs> Hell yeah. Today we're looking at really like a eulogy. <laughs> a look back. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> a eulogy and a look back at, at Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> um, oh, man. So we're looking at the comic Rush Limbaugh Must Die. This came out in 1993 by Boneyard Press written by Hart D. Fisher, drawn by Nelson Danielson. Um, the cover of it is absolutely sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It says Rush Limbaugh must die. And it's Rush Limbaugh, for some reason, they gave him a gold tooth. Mm-hmm. They gave him a nose ring. They, he has a little twinkle in his eye. There's crosshair over one of his eyes. And he's got white power printed on his lapels and he's got a, a flame neck tattoo oh yeah that. aside from the white power stuff that's a all a dope look yeah <laughs> I, I don't know if this is supposed to make rush limbaugh like super fucking sick um yeah this is like this is yeah. like a soundcloud cover basically for real <laughs> no, for this sure. is this is how i do my mexican io uh, episode covers yeah i was gonna say this literally just looks like daniel's episode <laughs> art for our show <laughs> it just means like those red laser eyes yeah so on the cover, there's a quote from Rush, and it says, Everything in this book is right, and you must be prepared to confront that reality. Rush Limbaugh, the way things ought to be. Um, I guess this is a quote from Rush's book. Yeah. And on the inside, we got a message from our guy, Hart D. Fisher. There's two versions of this book. There's the regular one and the expanded one. Of course, I have both. Mm. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> because, because, true connoisseur. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when I... <laughs> I'm a true comics fan, um, but I want to read the main the main version of it. So we're going to be referring to not the extended version, which I, you know, which I also have here at my at my fingertips. But we're going to be looking at the the main. We're not one. at the fit. So we're not says, at the Fisher cut. <laughs> <laughs> There's a version for normies. All right. Yeah, this is the one that if you. This is actually a much more deranged version. 
because we'll get to it later, but there it ends on one of the craziest notes I've ever seen in a comic. I, th- mm-hmm. I thought I had accidentally gotten to a different book or a different website <laughs> or a pop-up or something. <laughs> so the epitaph starts, let's get one thing straight right off the bat. I don't hate Rush Limbaugh. He amuses me. I don't agree with everything he says, but so what? I actually believe in free speech for everyone. That includes people I don't agree with. The guy is nothing more than a spit-shined Andrew Dice Clay. He keeps making that comparison, by the way. I don't think they're anything alike. His audience is unthinking, knee-jerk, right-wing, looking upon their messiah with glazed-over eyes. I was sitting in a restaurant in Detroit waiting for a pizza with one of my artists, Demetrius. This old man tapped me on my shoulder and told me he liked my shirt. I was wearing the Rush Limbaugh Must Die t-shirt. Which would, like, to be fair, that would be a hard-ass shirt. Yeah. If you saw somebody wearing that. I right? mean, back uh, then, yeah. some Someone dying would probably be a pretty... Nowadays. Yeah. Kind of too late. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I would love it to get Just a... Just the design Rush of the cover. Must die t-shirt. That oh, that would, be, it would, that oh, would yeah. absolutely be a sick He actually... Uh, um, uh, Hart D. Fisher, getting into a story, by the way, he actually got banned from San Diego Comic-Con because <laughs> he went one year and was selling t-shirts <laughs> yes. that said... Marvel Comics suck my cock. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Comic Con a bunch of pussies. I, I, for real. I feel, I feel it's appropriate to mention in uh, 08 SDCC. I think I bought a bootleg Dan DiDio must die T-shirt off someone at, at a DC panel. Uh, That's why. So that guy, that guy was finessing. If Comic Con tried to ban other people for that shit, <laughs> uh, he he sold a few from the inside of his like trench. No, like quite quite literally, he gave one to Dan Dedeo at a panel, and I I followed him back to his chair and was like, "Are you selling those?" And he had them in his backpack. That's yeah. Amazing. It was it was. I have it. I think somewhere back in Atlanta. Wait, so Dan DiDio has one yeah, of them? Yeah, no, it was because, you know, they did that whole um, Infinite Crisis, like... Oh, uh, right, a, yeah, Jimmy Olsen Jimmy must Olsen die. Jimmy Olsen must die. It was modeled after that. Mm. And the, the dude brought it to him at a panel. And Dan DiDio, of course, was like, oh, that's amazing. And, like, went up and yeah, like, took it from him. And it was a gift. Everybody raise your hands if you want to see me wear this t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, if you want to see me die. Uh, everybody wants... Everybody raise your hand if you want to see me dead. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Johns was standing there with both arms up. <laughs> Oh man, that's. I mean, it's nice to know there's a legacy of, of more people selling bootleg shirts at Comic Con. So he sold those, and he said Frank Miller bought Hell one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how true that is, but he he had a falling out with Frank Miller where he. I read a thing that uh, he had written about it, and he was just like, "Yeah, he bought one of my T-shirts, and then he acted like he didn't know who I was. Like, yeah, he's fucking Frank Miller. <laughs> Probably didn't know who he was." After like a he day. genuinely had no fucking clue. He's like, he, he's like, we met each other like three times, and each time he pretended to not know me. I was like, yeah, he <laughs> probably just didn't know you, bro. <laughs> but this guy, this guy's ego is like legendary, Hart D. Fisher. But anyways, we we continue. When I got up to leave, I stopped him and I told him I made the shirts, and he could buy one from me if he wanted to. I love that. Always selling. <laughs> yeah. He said, <laughs> he said, oh no, it just lets me know who the enemy is. He, go, he continues. What the f- what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? Cool, cool thing to say. <laughs> Anyone with a different sense of humor or political standpoint is this guy's mortal enemy. Hey, fuck you, pal. <laughs> this is America, right? The land of the free and the home of the brave, right? For every one of you happy readers out there wanting to silence Rush, I've got a big howdy ho. Fuck you for you too. 
yeah. I can just I imagine sort well, of like the cigarette and the sweat and sort of Bill Hicks narrative, like narration <laughs> of this. Like this is a half of a Bill Hicks stand up with absolutely like, none of the punchlines. Well, this is this is yeah, this is this is nineties counterculture and maybe like a guy that didn't get as much traction in the counterculture or like a way where it's nebulously measured this guy is like uh like he's basically kevin smith if kevin's like for if you were like kevin smith's older brother kind of guy like kevin smith shit was very basic is a very entry level this guy's the real deal publishing comics uh having lawsuits against the families of Jeffrey Dahmer victims oh, winning hell. them. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, he says, mm-hmm. uh, he continues. I think Howard Stern and Rush Limbaugh should be broadcast back to back. I just love that. Cause like on one hand you have Rush Limbaugh, right wing fucking lunatic animal, uh, and then on the other hand, you have Howard Stern, who's like not political. That's the entire political spectrum to him. <laughs> and he wasn't at that point. That would equal everything out if we just put those yeah. two back to back. <laughs> yeah. If we could get some, if we can get Limbaugh and fucking Howard Stern back to back, that would be so fucking sick. And that would, that would really unite the country. <laughs> Israel and Palestine solved. Yeah. <laughs> he, he continues. That's some free speech for you. Rush, babe, I read your first book, and I'm still a free thinker. I'm neither Republican or a Democrat. I'm pro-choice, pro-death penalty, never drug, du- never done drugs in my life, could give two shits about what your sexuality or skin color is. I don't believe in God or the devil. I like to think for myself and not let others do it for me. Janet Reno can kiss my ass about the violence on TV. Riddle me this, Batman. The Japanese have the most violent TV in the world, yet they have some of the lowest street crime. What's your connection? Wait a minute. Have to wipe the froth from my mouth. This stuff gets me worked up. Censorship. Okay, I'm better now. Hope you kids coughed up a lung. Live free. Heart D. Fisher. Oh, my God. Um, a legendary opening renegade, to a comic. Renegade publisher. Now this, really? Yeah, Hardy Fisher, Renegade publisher. Well, this shit sounds corny now, obviously. <laughs> I just want to say the the pro choice, pro death penalty, never done drugs in my life. That just sounds like one of those t shirts you that's see Mark, on Facebook. That's, that's Mark Miller. That's Mark Miller. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the he. Mark Miller has literally wrote that verbatim. And that, I think there's this there's this conspiracy uh, that. Uh, Bill Hicks didn't die. He like he just turned into Alex Jones. <laughs> and I think Hardy Fisher is exactly the middle transition point between those two. The freeze, the freeze yeah. frame, and the in the wolf yes. transformation. It is. It is that <laughs> Michelle, you were saying... evolutionary form. Uh, shit. Uh, we were. Uh, you were saying this sounds corny now. Well, but... the thing about it is, post dragon, post dragon. Uh. The, the sort of Gen X come up uh, in in the Clinton years was basically we're going to try to make everyone happy. And so when you try to make yeah. everyone happy, uh, what happens in the interim is okay. There are all of these policies, bills, and such put forth uh, that are supposed to have this flattening effect. NAFTA destroyed uh, 
it destroyed like factory work in the way we once knew it specifically in automotive stuff i'd seen this in my home state of michigan uh you know, like one side of the family was an automotive family and a bunch of them got out. Like only like two of them were really in. And even the older ones got bought out as it worsened. Uh, so what had happened was, stop me if you've heard this before. Well, all of these policy decisions are being made and people are basically pushed further away from the levers to help be a partner in those decisions uh as it turns out cultural culture war and uh going inward instead of outward is sort of a societal coping mechanism so look at what this mm -hmm. person's saying they're saying something fucking crazy or this or that and like it sounds corny as fuck but like it must have it must have felt like a sky is falling uh, sort of moment. Uh, Fisher talks about Mike Deanna uh, mm -hmm. in an interview I had read uh, about Fisher. I, I kind of want to talk about it later, but like uh, Mike Deanna was one of the people in comics that actually got charged with legit obscenity charges, like I believe in Florida. Uh, yeah. So for some people, they have like an actual stake beyond just being like, I don't know, an, an annoying libertarian in that there are tangible outcomes to having a, a certain belief. However, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's Rush Limbaugh. It's, it's Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> Who fucking cares? Who fucking gives uh, a fuck? Oh, my God. A millionaire is told to shut the fuck up. What a tremendous loss to the world. <laughs> yeah, I want to do another... I want to do. I want to read really quickly this, the expend... It's not a longer epitaph, mm -hmm. but the extended version opening. Hell yes. He says, let's get one thing straight. Right off the bat, I don't hate Rush Limbaugh. He amuses me. I don't agree with everything he says, but so what? I actually believe in free speech for everyone. That includes people I don't agree with. So he knew that that shit was fire. He kept yeah. that in. He says, when I appeared on the Sally, Jesse, Raphael show, quote, circus. Oh, yeah. No. So I want to mention that he appeared on that show because uh, he was, again, having a debate about whether or not he should be able to profit off of the, uh, the, the Jeffrey Dahmer crimes. Mm-hmm. And the, the family was saying, like, that it was too traumatic. They didn't want him to do it. And he said, this is free speech. Fuck you. And uh, one notable guest in that audience that day is Gerard Way from what? My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, he was actually a child, like a 15-year-old, that knew Hart D. Fisher. And, and Hart D. Fisher, like, had him brought out as an audience plant <laughs> to be on his side. <laughs> and there's photos of him... When he was like young, chubby, and had like a bull cut, um, the coolest he's ever been. He looked like AJ Soprano. <laughs> yes, hell yeah. Poor okay. Gerard Way. Like, like if you, if you're into My Chemical Romance at all, which I uh, was, I want to say mm, I was. Sure. Um, Am it like it, his sort of like life story is very like uh, awkward, depressing. It's kind of like like chubby edgy teen like like the weird stuff and this this feels like I mean, right up that alley in that sense 
had an exploitative relationship with this adult man who was publishing comics for him. <laughs> yeah. What was amazing though is when they put out uh when they put out uh Umbrella Academy, mm-hmm. Gerard Way, Dark Horse was like the first comic from Gerard Way, you know, like very mm-hmm. casually. Hardy Fisher did not oh, like that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I bet he came he out of like, the fucking woods. He was like, I put out the first fucking comic from Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance. And now they're calling me a liar. And he was on like a one-man crusade against Gerard Way and Dark Horse Comics. Because he was like, how dare you insinuate that I'm a liar. You can still find, I think he's selling like the third issue of the Gerard Way comic from like when he was a teenager. He was 15. He was, yeah, he was, okay, thank you. He was 15 years old. Um... And yeah, so that I just I just love that exploitation. He, that that fucking rules. Knowing, uh, <laughs> a, a celebrity when they were a, a child. Yeah, it's I'm, never it's <laughs> never gonna go out of print. I'm I'm biased. Uh, uh, Gerard Way owns a copy of The Pervert. Therefore, uh, oh wow, every every piece of music he's ever made is good. I think all of his <laughs> yes. comics are that's correct. Deserve deserve yeah. all of the awards. Uh, I got nothing against Gerard Way. And. Uh, Listen, I love that song that they did on uh, B. <laughs> did you ever hear that one? That's my favorite. The glee cover of Sing I, from there. I, I, I prefer. Yeah. I prefer the. I prefer the Burnout Three song. I love all your big My Chemical Romance tweets, Remo. Oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> I, know, I know you're a huge fan. I just mainly like that one song. Yeah. Well, no, I think, I think, you know, after the Smiths era, like, there are, you know, Mexicans are, are not a monolith. You can also be like a, a Deftones Mexican. And I, I think that's valid. Yeah, I am a Deftones Exactly. Mexican. There it is. And and Mexicans from actual Mexico though are like like there is a very big contingent of like hardcore emos. It's true. Yeah, well that like that like dates back from the Smiths to you know the Joy Division. Mexicans but are just they will moody. go like hard My Chemical Romance. Uh, I the, bet. The, the vibe I'm is sure. like like that. You know that moment in the face where like the tear ducts. And and the eyes are articulated in such a way where it looks as though someone is about to cry, but then they never do. That's like that's like the most beautiful part of the Mexican goth experience. Like the, the tears are never coming. <laughs> you think they're going to? They never fucking do. I'm just amazed. It's like I've actually never cried once in my life. <laughs> a perfected sad expression. Michelle, uh, what 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 nationality are you? Like, what's your? Uh, I am. What what flavor of brown? Half, half, oh, yeah. half Polish, half Mexican. Uh, Polish. Okay, I just want to make sometimes... sure, just in case anyone thinks that you're doing a full-scale assault yeah. on me, this is a Mexican on the this podcast is, with is, me. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate the race science, yeah. And the Polish, <laughs> the Polish, Yeah, we, many... we really do get into uh, hierarchies of oppression here. Yeah, the, the, the Polish, <laughs> some Europeans have noted, I remember... That's the dumb I have yeah, of you. Well, <laughs> we, re- we like the reminder constantly. Yes, yes. No, one, that's correct. Two, uh, they're colloquially <laughs> referred to a lot of times by UK people, which is real fucking funny considering the brain trust over there. <laughs> fucking 
the Mexicans of Europe. And it's like, oh, what a shame. I, what a shame. I'm getting a pejorative by a, a country of fucking pedophiles and people with receding airlines. <laughs> Suck me. Oh, my God. Okay, so speaking of which, speaking of receding airlines, let's go back to Hell Rush. Yes. Russian 93 had the wildest hairline. But uh, uh, when he says, I, when I appeared on Sally Jesse Raphael's show, I dropped off some copies of the first Rush Limbaugh Must Die. Rush read it. Mm. And guess what? He said it was funny. Kind of like Gerard Way in yes. The Pervert. <laughs> Fisher, Fisher was really like clairvoyant in his time. He knew something they didn't. And... He thought he thought it was funny and that it was a democratic plot. Oh, what? <laughs> I knew this guy has a sense of humor. But if you're one of his yapping seals or pol- or the a politically correct slash culturally sensitive censorship monger of either wing, it's time to run and hide. This book takes no prisoners and knows <laughs> no bounds of good taste. It's about laughing your ass off. The easily offended can bend right over fucking now. Because I've got a... This is his version of a trigger warning. <laughs> this is the book they don't want you to read. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody wants it. <laughs> because I've got a Buick I'm going to drive up. They're hermetically sealed sphincters. <sighs> and I'm not finished there, baby. I'm just getting warmed up. We've got Howard Stern versus Rush Limbaugh. A real punch in the kidneys. In July, the official Fartman comic debuts. <sighs> sanctioned by Howard. And smelling up stores like no other book in the country. Did that come oh out? My. Is there any way we can get access to this? Follow up episode? <laughs> I'll check eBay. Oh, hell yes. I'm not stopping until I've got every member of the PMRC tied spread eagle over a firehand hill with honey coating their sewn up private parts. Until Janet Reno kisses my ass and calls it <laughs> Again. a cherry. That's all I've I'm got to say. I'm sorry you said private parts after all of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was just laughing at like how polite private parts is after all of that. Yeah, so he says, uh, you know, that's all I've got to say. Hart D. Fisher, publisher. He got rid of the Renegade for the expended, extended oh. version. Um, and it says, Rush Limbaugh must die based on an original idea by Adam Fisher and Nick Wiggins. Um, and then the the indicia mm-hmm. for, for this expanded version and for the original... At the end of it, saying, like, don't don't copy it. He says, if you mess with my book, I'll be the last person to hear your screams. No bullshit. If your retailer doesn't carry our books, kill him or her. Now. Uh. <laughs> so, this man was wild. Let's just get that out of the yeah, way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. This sets the mood. It definitely sets the mood for the book. When I read that shit, I was buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still vibrating That's having some, reread it. It's now. huge, like, Gen X man energy right there. Well, absolutely. Well, the, here's the thing, also. You say that, but he repeats politically correct, and all of the people uh, looking to be offended. See, it, you, you say <laughs> that, but the permutations of that just changed. We see that shit every day. You don't say mm-hmm. politically correct. Mm-hmm. You say cancel culture. You say virtue signaling. It got so bad. The SJWs, the SJWs, uh, BBC, uh, their eternal, their eternal, fucking system, uh, literally has the phrase, and we we are we are no longer going to be allowing a individual journalists to virtue signal. This this clinical mm. uh, term that uh, didn't 
originate with pedophiles from 4chan, but instead incredibly intelligent people. <laughs> uh, because we don't want to uh, signal virtue, we want to be objective about the news. And you'd look at like the BBC, and it's it 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 looks like end time shit. Ch- like it it has big children of men vibes right now. Like no one's happy to be there. <laughs> I absolutely refuse to watch the BBC because I don't care about soccer at all. <laughs> it's not a real sport. Yeah. Not Sky um, Sports, not the BBC, nothing. I think there's, I think there, like, there is a sort of, like, a, a historical understanding of, like, counterculture comedians feeling the need to um, cuss or swear or like mm. really grind yeah. people's gears as 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 an act of defiance of like the of the culture at the time mm-hmm. yeah. like the the George Carlin uh, model or the again the Bill Hicks model mm-hmm. or whatever um but it is it is funny to see how all of that uh, gets co-opted into like just garbage reactionary modern day like everyday uh it does seem almost quaint now whereas yeah at the time it was like whoa this guy well the 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 power shifts changed like like those people those gen x people then i don't want to feed into the the sort of generational myth because sure sure but the the conditions that, There's plenty of idiot millennials yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, con- the conditions uh, that they existed under had like different, like material conditions, like uh, the the rate of getting a job uh, then versus the rate of getting a job now is is gonna color yeah. your view of the world a little differently. And like millionaire, like 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 stand up comedy, for example, like. The people making money in the it's just six dudes. And like there have been instances yeah. where two of those six dudes ask people to put their smartphones in a in a fucking uh what are the what are those uh cages that keep out signal? Faraday's? They're they have people put their phones in Faraday bags and you could take your phone out afterwards so that it's like cancellation insurance. Just again an entirely bitch-made maneuver about <laughs> by people who, who who are supposed to rise and fall on on speaking truth to power. It yeah, it was a, it was a funny it was a funny thing when like Chappelle was getting called out for transphobia and he was like, no no, no that's just cancel culture. That's just people being overly sensitive. I make jokes about everybody, whatever whatever. But then Netflix puts his show up and he has like a full set about about crying about how it hurt his feelings that they put that up without consulting him first and you know he boycotted it and had everybody send them messages until finally netflix i don't know did something for it him a, it, gave him a little bit more basically money. the basically the the viacom deal for that includes the lost episodes which he did not want aired which mm. i can sympathize in so far as like mm-hmm. You made the thing and you were given editorial terms like fine. Uh, but but at the same time, uh, it's it's. But you can't like you keep I sympathize with that. But then you can't say like, I don't understand why people critique these specific jokes that I make. 
they make them feel bad and then say that feeling bad isn't an excuse for like changing the way you behave right like i'm it's 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 just it's it's in conflict with each with the two things i mean i mean sure uh but but one one argument is philosophical versus terms and that's the thing i i i don't i don't know I don't know if there's a way in culture uh, to solve large overarching problems. I I think it would be dumb to think like uh, the world is better for uh, this thing or that thing with the social justice message. I think it's nice, but I think the nicer thing is uh, giving trans people fucking jobs and uh, money (laughs) so that they don't die. Or absolutely like, have a higher salary than seven thousand dollars a year, uh, and people get hung up on representation and all of that. I think, sure, it's okay right. in principle, but like, you know, what it helps people more is keeping them in a workplace for a period of five years, where they like are around <laughs> yeah. people, make money. Well, that's a little. You know, we we don't have the numbers yeah. on that. Well, yeah. we, we can't get the number. It's would be it would be impossible to get the numbers on that. Fair. So better to just keep doing what yeah. we're doing and uh, marginal improvements. Hell yeah, the end goal. Yes. But <laughs> yeah, this this comic is definitely an artifact of of sure. You do need to 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 be very wild in your speech sometimes. I don't think you should be everyone doing it. I don't think everyone you know should be at a the loudest possible volume at all times, psychotically so, but, like, is this a thing uh, that I think the world needed? No, but is is it okay <laughs> for the overall state of speech? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, like a, it's not a milestone, but it's an interesting bullet point. That's usually what people say about my stuff, too. it's it's one of these things where um uh boomers love uh even gen x people they love they love talking about like blazing saddles as as something that could not have been made today yeah Mm -hmm. and this feels like that like where you look at it and you're like yeah this couldn't have been made today but i don't i don't know why anybody would have wanted to make it (laughs) right it absolutely it absolutely could be made today uh I feel like they are usually is, but it's usually made by like, you know, not a straight way. Like I feel like half the comics, the gutter boys on like, you know, indie comic stuff, half of their shit is this. Mm. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is a little bit of an, uh, uh, that's just me degrading had, indie comics. That's all. I just... <laughs> it has a little bit of a gutter boys flavor. Yeah. Well, you know, like legitimately, uh, so I've been, I've been reading a lot of Spain Rodriguez, mm-hmm. Um, and like legitimately, it reminds me of that if it was done by like a high school student and not like a person who's kind of smart. Yeah, yeah. There's no coherent <laughs> message. We were talking about this earlier. Uh, it he he can't decide. This comic can't decide if gay people are cool or if they're all <laughs> if they're all faggots that should die. It veers right. wildly. The pendulum isn't like going back and forth it's like being swung around like a bat it's ridiculous right so let's let's start it up uh like well th- sorry real quick but that's that is the difference between like spain rodriguez he knows firmly where he stands like 
the the people that are the oppressed class are good. Mm-hmm. The people who are the elite, like wealthy class, they are bad, and they should be gunned down in a theater together. <laughs> like that's a very definitive trash man take, and that's different from here because he doesn't like. There is no trash man who's like he's the good guy. This is the guy who's right. Mm. We'll get into yeah, it. This is punching down and up and <laughs> punching in every direction like a like an insane person. Accidentally punching yourself in the balls after you've like OD'd <laughs> on Vicodin and, and uh blue <laughs> blue chew like rushed in. Uh. Um, so it says Gutterama Bay, Naval Base, the Philippines, 0600 hours, September 28th, 1993. You see a boat, uh actually pretty nice little boat on the ocean. Oh, and then illustration yeah. wise, this is solid backgrounds. I I, appreci- I appreciate the background out here just from a comic Some water pointillism. Yeah. yeah, I love the water pointillism. I thought I was in for some actual real good comic art and then unfortunately the rest happened. <laughs> but um Then you see people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it shows uh it shows uh deep, you know, into the city in a gutterama bay. Uh, a a bar called the cockpit nice and this actually really reminded me of wildcats when it shows grifter hanging out at that bar the hot spot (laughs) (laughs) where all the cia people hang out or the yeah the hot spot um i had to i had to open up to make sure i didn't get that wrong but it just like just like a narrative a narrative tool of the air it's an extremely 1993 thing to show the outside of a bar with like a goofy looking name um, yeah. and I have to do that at some point. <laughs> so they, then we see, a a man, a leather, you know, sort of like a guy in like a leather sort of, uh, yeah, leather daddy, a leather daddy fit. He's uh, wearing Marge Simpson pearls. Yeah. He's got a Hulk Hogan mustache. The handlebar He's very gangster. And, uh, there's a, a guy says, Oh, Billy, it's the bat phone. And already the, the, the first hint. Yeah. <laughs> already we know that there's something amiss because he draws like crotches uh the artist is by the way nelson danielson he draws crotches so crazy in this like i never know what they're supposed to be they're just like weird like play-doh shapes it doesn't make any sense and that anatomically this is, this is like if somebody loved and hated Tom of Finland, that's a, that's such a perfect way <laughs> of saying it. It's, it's Tom of it's Tom of Finland by way of Popeye. Again, something people <laughs> often say about my art. So I <laughs> nice got him. Um, so so yeah. Um, we next panel guy says very funny bitch. I think it's the top dog, uh... and we see the leather daddy pick up the phone. And he says Saluting his name is phone. <laughs> yeah. Lieutenant William Gaines, sir. And, you know, there's like a little dude behind him, like making jokes or whatever. And then we see Bill Clinton is on the other end. Oh, yes. And Bill the, Clinton the says, the president himself. himself. Yeah, he says, I have a black op that supersedes all previous commands. <laughs> how's, my, how's my bill? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you got to you gotta do the bill. Yeah. You got to do it for this. Is it all right? Yeah, it's all it's right. pretty good. <laughs> it's good. It's pretty good. O- OP orders have been cut. <laughs> And they're on their way via scramble. Ow. Facts. <laughs> Tell me about the men. Are they ready for action? And then, uh, 
Yeah, there's like some little comedy bits where the guy's getting like, I think he's getting the some guy. He's being sort of molested. Yeah, it's or, actually, or the guy's trying fondled. to get into his pants. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes. And uh, you know he's annoyed with it, and then he tells he tells Bill Clinton, the top dog, the men are killing machines in high heels, ready to eat dynamite and shit nitro. Like this is this is oh, sort of like. It feels like the the drill sergeant. Yeah, no, I got pumped reading this type of way, way of talking. Yeah, some Ar- some Arlie like, Ermy. My boys, yeah, my yeah. boys, ready to eat dynamite, shit, nitro. My boys are pool smokers, <laughs> life takers, throat chokers, ball busters, blasters, breeder bashers. <laughs> breeder bashers is my favorite. Breeder bashers is wild. Oh my god. <laughs> And and we have to say for the for the audience listening, like the dialogue in this book is just it's it's very yeah. Offensive. If, ever, if Wait, ever there were to be a content warning, like yeah, like we we don't want to be taken out of context here. We are reading. This is a bit of a this is a bit of a um, uh, what's his face. I'm, sh- I'm shuffling. Uh, I'm shuffling my. Di- Huckleberry well, Finn. It's a bit of a Huckleberry Finn situation. <laughs> I've got a solution. There's, there's a way of writing what's, where we're just quoting. We're just reading what's being I'm, written. What's the solution? I'm shuffling them like a deck of cards. Now, should you take them? I don't know. Society, society can or cannot say this, but you know, I do happen to have on me. Uh, the hard F slur passes. I've got like three of them. Oh my yeah, god! I, <laughs> I won't take it. Uh, I'll pass. All right. I know you don't have any N words on. No, you. no, um, no, no. Uh, there's gonna be because that would be necessary later. That's so not what she's I'm yeah, just gonna. Yeah, it gets. It gets I'll, rough. I'll just say. I'll say N slur. I'll say yeah, F slur. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not diving into that. That's what I'm going to default to. Uh, you feel free. Yeah, yeah we could have Michelle do the, the readings that require. <laughs> I don't. Here's my thing is uh, I'm not willing. Like, <laughs> I don't want to say those words because uh, it's not, you know, 2003, 2004. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can... 1993. That was like everybody had those passes, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah, like that really the market really dried up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I can, but it's because I'm gay and I suck dick. Like, right. but absolutely. However, yeah, yeah, that's it's it's wild the the permissibility of everything. Uh, and it's 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 like trying to very overstate it. He he has a dress on. He's got a, a stocking on, a high heel, and. Uh, you can just imagine the drum beats in the background as some sort of montage happens while they're being gay and shaving themselves. Yeah, they're yeah. got hair curlers. With the biggest nipples. Very muscular legs being shaved. Every nipple's got a ring on it. Every nipple. <laughs> That's so fire, oh. though. Um, <laughs> oh, one of the things that I like about it, though, is they say ha- they they can't die. You you stopped reading before. This was my favorite line. They can't die because heaven won't have them and Satan's a pussy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's so wild. That's such a that's a good deranged line. but cool thing to say. <laughs> like I feel like a, a, a maybe a like a closeted Republican man that that's secretly gay could read this and like get off to it because the art is is it feels homoerotic. Sure. I feel it feels like a visualization of like someone's internal monologue about homo fascism. The the line stool pushing 
spit-shined motherfuckers, and then this guy looking like the fucking devil saying, now who do we get to kill in the next panel? I love is, that panel. Is, is, <laughs> is Hillary Clinton, who is now uh, a transsexual with chest hair, fucking Bill Clinton in the ass saying, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's not. She's just. She's just chilling in Cedar Rapids. Oh my god. Cedar Rapids is Bill Clinton's asshole. I'm just chilling in Cedar Rapids. I love. I love the little word balloon for Bill. It's the the bigger and bigger O's. Little did we know what was really going on in the Oval Office. Yeah. They're about to make this fool look dumb yeah, as hell. Yeah, what a what a what a new concept. Guess what, guys? His wife is a man. I've we've every this, I've never this heard the biggest of this work one. of fiction here is that Bill's fucking his wife. Yeah, that's I was about to say. Yeah, that's some real counterculture. Yeah, the, the craziest thing. Where are the? Well, no, no, because that is that is <laughs> well no. Um, yeah, why is it this on a tropical island? I say. <laughs> <laughs> is this a critique of the U.S. empire? That's what I want to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it it really does sort of like uh, use uh, homosexuality or just gayness as as a signifier of of people who are bad. Like so. So if this is a, like some kind of like criticism of American imperialism abroad as to why. Why all these like leather daddy crew is in the Philippines? Mm-hmm. Like that they're like, are they soldiers in the Philippines, or or is it like sort of like this commentary of like uh, just anyone you didn't like was gay? Jocks, gay. Um, well, let's, let's everyone. Let me answer my own question. It's not, by the way, a critic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. His, <laughs> his, his view, his view oh. of them is that they rule, but he clearly. He clearly does not know what they are. I've actually had reviewers of of my comic like uh say, you know, they were shocked by seeing like like penis into butt penetration. And mm. you're you're a person in the post-aughts era that maybe hasn't seen gay sex and you have the internet that I do. Like <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like. There's this perception that, like, yeah, people are very aware of things, but it's just also, it's just that it's a perception. Is there a reality there? And it's like, yeah, if, if maybe you didn't interact with gay people a lot, it would probably easier to think of them as village people, GI Joes. Which again would be sick if this was written by a gay person. Yeah, th- this is this is. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like it needs to be said that it would actually be. Uh, yeah. This character would be very fucking sick if it wasn't the the ending kind of puts a taint on it. Let's just put it that oh. way. Oh, woo! So, <laughs> so, so, uh, this guy I think his name is Colonel Gain uh, gets told that his the enemy who is uh, Rush Limbaugh. He gets really excited. He slams his phone down and he screams out to the heavens, "Rush Limbaugh must die!" So fucking sick. Um, and then we cut to Rush Limbaugh in his studio um, recording it like a TV show. A TV show, which is like apparent, like he didn't have a TV show. Well, he for did a long. have a very short-lived TV show. 
yeah. it went for like two days or whatever, and it got canceled immediately. But like, I think it was Fox. They want everybody thought Rush Limbaugh at some point could like be accepted by the mainstream. Actually, I was just listening to the Chapo Trap House where episode where they talked about uh, Rush Limbaugh's death, and they mentioned how like they always tried to wheel him out to like the general public, and he would always just get like everybody would hate him because. He's just like a disgusting, sweating asshole. And then they would have to go back to his ghetto of conservative media where he was loved. But but yeah, it, he goes off where he's cooking. Uh, he says, by allowing abortion. <laughs> that was my rush. <laughs> in situations other than when the mothers live is in jeopardy. We are indirectly promoting values that encourage crime, illegitimacy, the dissolution of the family, callousness towards the living, especially the elderly, nuclear accidents, drunk driving, arthritis, the new Coke, vegetarianisms, Jerry Curl, acid wash jeans, and the return of Tom Jones. Folks, this has just got to stop. And it's like, I don't know what they're, I really don't know what the message of that little screed is, but, because I don't, yeah, I don't know if hard. that's, like you said, like he was not doing rants like that were that incoherent he was just actively like you know slut shaming uh making fun of when people died of aids um you know rush was an actual toxic presence in the world yeah, the, the, that... this is this is Hart's sort of like way of writing it it feels like exactly like the same as the sort of like drill sergeant speech where you just have he, he just tried to like come up with a more and more absurd list yeah, it wasn't a description of soldiers. Now it's a description of America, and this is as zany as he could make it. So, so Rush gets off off the set. He finishes another fantastic show. His producer tells him, and then he says, he says the first thing uh, that Michelle probably asks Jake every time they finishes an episode of their podcast, <laughs> uh, which is, "Where's my pipe, scumbag?" All the time, all the time, <laughs> she's saying this. <laughs> Um, yeah, immediately after Rush is done, he has to smoke crack. <laughs> it's interesting with this with this book that the a, a book that is about Rush Limbaugh, the likeness looks like shit. Like I don't I don't know if this was sort of like a shorthand at the time of how Rush was seen mm. or drawn, but it's just a very strange shape that's really easy to confuse with like. 60% of the people being drawn. Yeah. There's another character in this book that I didn't even realize was a secondary person. Um, <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but yes. Yeah. Um, and Rush gets off the stage. He says, what's that whining outside? Sounds like liberals. Um, and the guy says, uh, it's PETA again. They're mad at the she seal skin shoes you wore on the air last week. And he's just, uh, he's just trying to have some coat, uh, some crack. Get a big rip <laughs> off that crack pipe. Yeah, um, and then Rush, when he sees the whining outside, the whining libs outside, he uh, takes out his dick, kind of, and then pisses all over them. <laughs> um, yeah, he says, "How's that for how's that golden shower for Newkirk?" Ha ha ha. Um, what well, he looks absolutely wild in the panel after that. Yeah, he's like kind of trying to put his pants on, but the car, like the artist really didn't know how to do that. Um, Just checking, but Michelle, you there? Like they can't decide how big they want him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so he says that you know, sir, you got a call with David Duke um, at six forty-five. 
He's got the Village People tickets, and Mr. Tom Metzger is in town with him. He'll be here at 8.30. Uh, who's Tom Metzger? Is that somebody I should know? I definitely know that name as, like, a conservative name. Uh, oh, yeah, he's a, he's, he was be, a white supremacist. There you go. That's got to be upsetting to, like, if you're Tom Metzger... And like your legacy is so trash that like people like us are just like who is that guy? Right. I think I he's think, dead. Dead, by the way. I think one know. of the uh, I think one of the more noteworthy appearances he had. You ever seen any of Louis Thoreau's documentaries? Mm-hmm. He he appeared yes. on uh, Louis and the Nazis. Is that the the sort of like the bald man? Yes. He's that very was, bald. That was became famous in L.A. Uh, probably, yeah. He was. He's definitely a bald white supremacist man. Yeah, no, I. Uh, that's that's uh, one of the uh, more incredible. Like, I love uh, Louis Thoreau mm-hmm. uh, documentaries in general, and the one with the Nazis. He's he's like the guy who would do karaoke, and kind of became like a a personality in his town. He was just like um, uh, an out and out white supremacist. Yeah, America is a uh, is a large place. It's really great that we have a uh, state system where you can have fifty little kingdoms, <laughs> and you can be uh, you can be a, a Nazi at the uh, at the karaoke bar. We should never be invaded by China. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy that. It's crazy that there were like celebrity Nazis in the nineties, like David Duke and this dude Tom That's Metzger. Fucking wild. Like, like just just being brought into like Jerry Springer and shit. Like yeah, just straight up clan members that were like that was their whole thing was like they were just a clan guy who would go on to Sally Jesse Raphael and be like, Well, I like the clan. Yeah. <laughs> I hate black people. That's the difference. Well, I mean I mean now you know, now we have the Proud Boys, we have all that. I mean we had Donald Trump as president, but it's like it's not. It doesn't have this quite the same like energy to it. You know what I mean? The motherfuckers were so committed to just hating, pe- like you know, minorities. It felt like and wrestling. Yeah, they had cool costumes. Mm. So then we cut to the the fucking cool ass small soldier looking. <laughs> the whole the whole squad. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Feels like ripped out of an image comic that panel. All with all of their insanely shaped heads. Holy shit! Yeah. All right. We have one Popeye-looking guy. Uh, we have snake eyes, uh, leather tits. <laughs> they kind of uh, all have cauliflower ear. Uh, it it looks because they're all wrestling. One of them looks like Dusty Rhodes, and uh, gaving frames. Oh man, <laughs> this is. Uh, so they're about to airdrop out, and I love how the one the one guy's about to airdrop out, like the cowboy dude, has like an insane ass. <laughs> oh my god, it's symmetrical. Yeah, he's cheeked up. Those are Chris Maloney cheeks. Those are Chris Maloney yeah, that's... cheeks. Holy shit. Yeah, this man is uh, he's caked up, and you could tell he's popular in this uh, in this crew. Yeah, the boys are the boys are enjoying the next the view. panel. Looks insane. Uh, if if you if you didn't. Okay, the people obviously look like shit, but it's because the people usually look like shit in this comic. I it right. looks like a Jeff Darrow panel. It's weird. Yeah, legit yeah. Oh, yeah. comics yeah. art. 
Yeah, the next panel is kind of fire. Like th- their little like uh, tank <laughs> thing. I don't know exactly. I don't know what, what that is. is. Like a rush mobile. <laughs> no, yeah. They never explain it. It's a giant like rom. rom- <laughs> yeah, how many sides does that thing have? It's a fucking mathematical um, shape that you can't put your mind around. I thought it was a garbage truck when I first saw it. That's it's probably the closest thing. This is a fucking Mobius RV. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking tight looking. <laughs> I love that thing. And. Like, he drew a legit sort of, like, little city. Like you said, is like, you could confuse it for, like, a good artist if you just watch it. <laughs> it's a good panel. I love that panel. And it's got Rush painted on the side of it, but, like, you only you can only kind of tell it, I think it's supposed to be, like, uh, Mount Rushmore, but with, like, his head as the fattest Rushmore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um... They, them inside, they're all still just smoking like lots of crack. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't Beauregard that Duke. And then we find the actual hero of the book, uh, a fucking badass with backwards hat, long hair, Metallica yes. shirt. Yeah, hell yeah. That's that's representation. <laughs> that's true representation in comics in 1993. That's every person who read this book right here. <laughs> yeah, Met- Metzger, um, Metzger, Duke. And Rush Limbaugh have baseball bats in tow and yell the phrase, fag baseball. Why? Yeah. Th- thank you. <laughs> we, we, we couldn't read that panel yeah. without you there. Well, because um, they're playing a game where they're, like, beating up gay people with a baseball bat. They're, they're beating everyone up for some reason. I don't know why. He said, if that ain't a swish, I'm a goddamn Kennedy. <laughs> That's says, a ooh, ooh, yeah. <laughs> They're With, they're wasting time, or they need to waste time before they get to a, a village people concert, yeah. which yeah. is the which is the important plot point of this whole book. Apparently, that they they're really excited to go to a village people concert, which is again like this uh, tired joke of like the, even these like Nazis. Well, they're closet homosexuals too. Yeah. Yeah. So so they say, you know, uh, with hair like that, he's got to be a rump ranger. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I love how, like, yeah, like, him, he's like, listen, conservatives are awful. Obviously, gay people are too. And, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I, I'm going to show you that by having the deepest well uh, uh, of knowledge about gay slurs in existence. Uh, yeah, I'm just imagining a whiteboard on his wall of just, like, every <laughs> single one he could come That's up with. and Just, like, a little check mark next to all Like, of it's them. the pendulum, though. You got the F slur, and then he's like, all right, we gotta weaken it up. Like, what? what would, how would Barney the dinosaur consider calling someone gay? And then the Jeopardy theme He'd say a swish. Oh, Hey there, he, Rump Ranger. He's a Rump Ranger. He's a Rump Ranger. How are you calling somebody a goddamn swish in any yeah. era? <laughs> like, that's some shit they would say on Mad Men. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it really is sort of like ar- archaic terms that no one has ever... Like, I was learning a lot right, yeah. as, as, as I watched this. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm I'm learning a whole new homophobia Got here. new ammunition. So they're beating the shit out of this cool fucking dude with the, with a backwards hat and a Metallica shirt, and they say he looks like an environmentalist wacko too. Um, Why not? Why not? Uh, and then and then David Duke says, "Please tell me you voted for Clinton. Please tell me, please." And that 
That line is crazy because I feel like if they uh, only knew, Hart Hart D. Fisher probably feels that way too. Like for, yeah. for a Clinton voter, <laughs> right? No, no, no. Because everybody in that, like every Howard Stern listener, thought that they were actually the most liberal person ever if you voted for mm-hmm. Clinton, mm-hmm. like a neoliberal, just like middle of the road guy. But mm-hmm. he played saxophone yeah. and he smoked weed once. Weed. Yeah, <laughs> a real not, dude. Man. Yeah, he did not. Mm-hmm. So he says, look at that Essler, like just straight up. I'm not even going to say it. He uses another outdated slur against black people down the street. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they see. Yeah. It's been a while yeah. since we've seen that. Damn. Uh, and they see Arsenio Hall. Because <laughs> when I when I first read this, I was like, "Are they talking about a CIA?" Oh yeah. The, no, this is this is the this is the kid from the Burger King kids meal, but he's wearing a strange poncho <laughs> and a leather jacket. Well, this yeah, is a really actually, great outfit. This is actually how they drew every black person from 1992 to 1999. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Very cool. Very. He's also the stylish. kid from uh, Recess. Oh. But the license plate right. does say Arsen- Arsenio, so yes. This- no, the license oh. plate, he has the Arsenio on a Cadillac. <laughs> Which is so racist. The, the, the license plate is does have fur trim, by the way. The, li- <laughs> the license plate, and so does the, like, the wheel, like, the, like, whatever, like, the wheel shape is on the yeah, outside yeah, yeah. of the car. I don't know. Whatever you would this call that. Yes. Just wild. Um, Are you talking about yeah, the wheel just an well? absolute the wheel well. Thank you. Yeah, there's an absolute banger of a whip. Like, you have <laughs> it's to true. That. I would I would take a picture if I saw that driving by. Yeah, and his like you said, his fit is outstanding. He looks Those like boots? he's being like the Grand Funk Railroad. <laughs> it's true. He 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 looks like he's a member of Parliament that has not yet been blooded. I like how. In the 90s, we all knew how Arsenio dressed. He was on TV every night. He had big suits. Yeah. Um, And this man just went off the deep end of like, yeah, he dresses he like this. Talismans. You know, you know, knee-high boots, <laughs> leather jackets with stars on them. Pants. No, he... <laughs> it looks uh, like a sci-fi fantasy character. It says, they say, bet he bought those clothes with his mama's welfare check. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the canards of the 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 the, the sort of uh, welfare queen. Welfare queen. Yeah. 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 And so you have to assume that this is this is uh, Hart channeling Rush Limbaugh. That he's not like he's not racist for writing this. No, of no, course no. This not. is like the Eric Cartman defense. Well, but, but, but yeah, they, <laughs> which most listen. of the canards, most of the canards uh, that get thrown out here, on paper. Uh, obviously, Fisher's Fisher's use of it is very egregious and weird, and there seems to yeah. be a lot he doesn't understand. But in terms of how goofy the shit is for you to get clout within conservative circles, the shit you have to say to stand out, it's it's not off base of of things that no. Lamar would say. No, no, no. Like, that's the thing is he almost does too good of a job of channeling Limbaugh. Like, it's not quite parody enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing why I mentioned of, like, the, the monologue that he gives when he introduces him as a character is, like, he's not saying anything outrageous compared to Limbaugh at that mm-hmm. time or now, you know? Um, so, yeah, they run up on him 
and he's like, yo, you need to run, man. And uh, I love how, by the way, he's running up on him and one of the friends, uh, and Arsenio thinks, is that Fat Boy? Is that Rush Limbaugh? Fat Boy shouldn't be running like that anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, uh, Gets a good line in. So he runs up and he uh, whacks uh, Arsenio with a baseball bat and he says, this one's for Rodney King. <laughs> this one, now this one's kind of, this one's kind of confusing. Right? <laughs> is he like for and or against Rodney King in this instance? I genuinely don't know. And then the the two clans guys, uh, Metzler and uh, Duke. and Duke, David Duke. Duke, they say Rodney who? <laughs> like they wouldn't they know. Even what know. the fuck? <laughs> Why wouldn't they know? I that guess, would be like their whole. Yeah, I guess the joke is like, like they don't pay attention even though they're racist. I don't. Yeah. They they probably made a, a a good chunk of their career off of uh, attacking uh, Rodney King. Sure, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna read I'm gonna read a a Rush Limbaugh quote. So so oh, all right, one sec. But first, I'm going to just listen to his voice. Just go into editing because I, I I need to I need to rush. <laughs> you trying to you trying to channel him right now? I'm trying to. Trying to hit the hit the the racism dial and turn it all the way up. Yeah. Let's see. Rush Limbaugh final broadcast. Weird wet guy introducing him. Okay, I got it. First try. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, let's face it. We didn't have slavery in this country <laughs> for over a hundred years because it was a bad thing. Uh, quite the opposite. Slavery built the South. I'm not saying we should bring it back. I'm saying it had its merits. For one thing, the streets were safer after dark. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing he said out loud on the radio millions of viewers. Sundown towns. Great. I'm applauding because that's, that's a solid like, rush. Yeah. Uh, this was throat cancer rush. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like that, that is... Like, I feel like give me a week. If we do this again, mm-hmm. I will channel young prime fat rush. Oh my god, there it is. <laughs> like, like only I can. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, you know it's method. I've got to get into it. I've got to let the the racism soak into my bones. I, I, I could try, I've but it would a... only sound like racist Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I've been called a fat racist a lot. Wait, 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 let me do. Let me do racist Bernie Sanders. You know, <laughs> reading the same. You line. know who deserves a posthumous Medal of Honor? James Wright, <laughs> the confessed assassin of Martin Luther King. As we I miss you, James. Godspeed. That ribbon of highway, <laughs> like I saw above me. Uh, these are things. Like, like that's that is that. Those are things Rush Limbaugh has said, and that's like that's... the weird cognitive dissonance. It's like. This type of this type of lib is not like an outcome uh, facing lib. No one has been. That's the point of neoliberalism. The point is to keep kicking right. the can down the fucking road. There are no resolutions. Right. Uh, but like the downside of it is, like we are heading towards a post neoliberal order. Like the decisions as it relates to speech and uh, bodily bodily autonomy 
very definitive uh, legal decisions and policies are being made on it. It seems it seems weird that like the times we're living in are a referendum on kicking the can down the fucking road. Climate change. Right. Like we had we had two paths to take. We had the Howard Stern path and the Rush Limbaugh yeah. path and we went We could have Yeah, I, I feel like <clears throat> this 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 book uh kind of uh is reflected in sort of like the Stephen Colbert phenomena Ooh. where uh the the Colbert rapport basically used all of this uh conservative language mm-hmm. in 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 a like a masterful way if you got it but it it got to the point where conservatives could watch that show and think he's kind of on our side he's saying things that we say mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah it's it, it's it it is it it's it's a flattening effect because then you're not watching conservative or or liberal television you're watching television you're watching comedy but then like you watch the daily show it's pretty clear what its viewpoint is it's liberal Mm -hmm. uh it just that that's the that's the weird part about the back and forth it's not it's it just it just goes it's neutralized yeah yeah it's to say it's the same neoliberal monoculture so uh, we cut back to the gay heroes searching for Rush after they've been told by uh, gay Bill Clinton to go straight to jail. So yeah, they're they're uh, looking all over for him and they're like blowing up dudes with arrows. Um, and uh, then with the suppository main he- arrows, <laughs> like it has to be some kind of like anal yeah. gay joke. Yeah, they're they're shooting gay arrows at, oh, at people. Wait, wait, let me look at the arrow. <laughs> Oh, all right. One of the follow-ups he says is insertion blocked. Need a popper. <laughs> Maybe those gay people a little better than we assume. <laughs> He's talking a language I didn't even recognize. Oh, yeah. Um, so the Limbaugh and the racist boys, after getting done beating, uh, beating Arsenio Hall up into a literal just like scribble. Who's saying can't we all just get along? <laughs> Hilarious bit. Um, they go they go out on the street saying that you know he's got a taste for some pussy. That's what David Duke says. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they find a few ladies when they're rolling around in the Rush Mobile. Oh wow, yeah, it's still the same shape. It's still the same shape, yeah. Still the same shape. Still the incredible same shape. I love and, the silhouette. Uh, it looks it's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> the silhouette of that truck looks like a like a like a truck that's like sneaking. Yeah. <laughs> it's on its tippy toes. Yeah, I was gonna say it's truck on the tippy toes. There's so much about this book that I hate, but there's one thing that I really love, and it is that truck. <laughs> that truck rules. It, it this weird fucking is it a hexagon? <laughs> we have oh, no idea. God. Is this what they mean when they when 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 people say dump truck ass? Yeah, <laughs> she's got one of them hex, hex, hexagonal type features. <laughs> so they uh, they they pull over and they they get these three women to come into the into the rush mobile mm-hmm. with them. Um, women of the and, night. Yeah, and they immediately start getting slurped <laughs> off, and they're they're passing around a joint, and then. 
Uh, Michelle, do you want oh, to say what oh, happens next? Yeah, yeah, as they, as they designated Tran. So, they're sucking. <laughs> they are fucking. Uh, David Duke's eyes are bulging out of his head, uh, Wiley Coyote style. And they're all <laughs> remarking on the fact they're... This is... This is how straight people write sex. It's like, oh, I'm coming for my dick. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was some good sex. It's really great how I ejaculated cum from my urethra. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, then they're all just like, bush, I need bush. And then they all realize when it's not even really implied from the angles, like how they're seeing it. But yeah, so uh, all of them are revealed to be trans. And uh, then it goes to another amazing, beautiful panel. Uh, another another Jeff wow. Jeff Darrow panel. Oh, what, what, what real quick when when they when it's revealed that they're trans, I love that one of the prostitutes says, "Yeah, no yeah. shit." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I she's, she's wiping the cum off. Still wiping the cum off of her face. <laughs> she's just so mischievous. She's like, yeah. "What the fuck you think I yeah, was?" Yeah, the, the same dude that draw, drew the gay GI Joes. <laughs> drew me and they don't look like they have they don't look like they have like girl bulges so much as it looks like they all have front butts that's big that's how the well like i said he can't draw crotches on anybody he has trouble with living humans yeah (laughs) this this overhead shot looks like either either jeff darrow or uh chris bacalo uh because of the weird i mean it's an incredible shot look of it and then we see a 7-eleven and yeah uh they had nice tits for guys anyway (laughs) and they're all just like they're just dying about this uh yeah it's like the end of ace ventura when they find out yeah 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 Yeah. it's just it's the most classic like transphobic 90s joke i'm so glad they included it in here just to make it a perfect you know uh mirror of that era you know what yeah, I mean? It's like a bingo it, card, and it had it, to have it, it. Well, I mean, yeah. the thing is, this joke, this joke was like the mo- one of the. I saw a Reese Witherspoon comedy where it was about her being a cop or something, and there's this opening. Oh, sure. It's it's like a really terrible rom com. Michael Mike Birbiglia was in it, so you'd know. Is that Sofia Vergara? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, she's, she's in it too. too. Yeah, it was a double feature with that and Mad Max Fury Road at a drive-in. One of the few drive-ins left <laughs> in America. So we had to sit through some shit to get to the good stuff. And the first scene is like her doing ride-alongs with her dad and this uh, a black uh, cis actress like goes into the back of the car. And then, then, she's, then she says to the little girl, Oh! You're so precious, I could just see you up. And like the deepest, I don't know, baritone voice you could fucking muster. And then it's it's that. It's like the Ace Ventura thing where like, all right, so check this out. The girl's yep. guy. And it's like, <laughs> That's it's insane. wild. That's absolutely wild. It's like played <laughs> for, for the most shocking reveal. But yeah, it's, it's like. In, in an it's entire like, movie. I guess, like, it may get a laugh at the drive-in, but, like, most people weren't paying attention to that movie. Like, kids <laughs> kids run around during drive-in films. It's actually it's pretty nice. I remember, I remember even when I was a kid 
watch, watching Ace Ventura and and understanding that that was the joke, but being really confused because I was like, yeah, but she's beautiful now. What's the <laughs> what's right, well, what's, well, the, how, what's how the problem with, the, with kissing this beautiful I was woman? Say, like, uh, I'll answer that real quick. Uh, you probably didn't have the concept of abstraction. <laughs> As a child, <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> no, like I, I, I knew, I, I knew from the from the reveal of, of the scene, mm-hmm. or like I kind of understood, even like that weird like turning her around, and there's like a like, like a, a sock bunch yeah, yeah, in yeah. her butt, like that. I, I understood sort of what that joke was implying, but I, like, I, I I'm not trying to like toot my own horn as just being a, like a, a woke child a, a woke baby <laughs> woke a woke four-year-old that's well, like daniel's already was, like uh, uh daniel's first word was a problematic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I but i was i was genuinely baffled by like i was like this is a beautiful yeah. woman right now well it, at least like, again, like daniel turned to his father and said that's not it <laughs> <laughs> uh, <coughs> well yeah no i i don't i don't know if i feel like a, a a gold star tran or whatever i i did have like i did have some level of self-awareness i couldn't contextualize because again i didn't have uh uh the idea of abstraction down i probably came to it a little faster than some of my peers but that's like anecdotal uh, whether or not that happens mm-hmm. at x point doesn't mean anything iq doesn't mean shit but the thing is, uh, what what is wild is, uh, I guess, how anything holds up, like, as compared to time. Like, now, this is, this is like, genuinely funny to me, whereas uh, it's because of how indicative it is of its time, where... If you did that in a, say, a recent comic, it would probably say more about uh, the people making it rather than, like, maybe their specific views. Uh, I'll give you an example. This is not a call-out or whatever. Anyone remember Chew? Yeah, like the comic? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chew? The, so, the, comic the thing with Layman and them. Uh... And all of that. And it it's basically not that far removed from this in terms of incongruity or whatever. And then, uh, I guess, I forget it. I forget his pushback to it, but suffice to say, he still had a, he still had enough goodwill and like not canceled clout or whatever to continue doing comics. Like, he did. He didn't get nuked from orbit, but he did get like some right. women write about comics, negative pieces on it, and I think it's fair criticism. Uh, but I, I do, I do wonder sometimes. Like, uh, is time is time like the the only sort of inoculant against uh, weighing shit out like that? I wonder. Uh, but th- th- that's a tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So we get back to the get back to the story. The crew has made their way to the Village People concert, and they immediately cut the line 
And uh, some guy says, hey, how come they don't have to wait in line? And Rush says, it's called capitalism, asshole. Get used to it. Holy shit. <laughs> Not, I, I like this is the only <laughs> the only praxis in the in the whole yeah. comic. <laughs> the only praxis. Yeah, no, no. And now his head's Shut. drawn better. He looks it, like a a genuine cartoon character. Shout out to Comrade that guy in line. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting getting blasted by Rush Limbaugh's breath in that panel. Yeah. No, the cartooning in this page actually is pretty sick. I really like the thick brush that the guy is like fucking with. Um so uh, they get into the show, and the village people are playing Macho Man, and Rush says, all right, I love this song. I've got to hustle. And he gets up on stage and starts fucking vibing to I've got to be a Macho Man, <laughs> which is so funny because, like, back then, this is, like, the height of absurdity. Literally the president of the United States last year <laughs> was, like, doing that as a big, fat, fucking white racist dude singing... I've seen Macho he, Man he, on he stage. He left five minutes. I forgot about that. He You're left so right. five minutes afterwards because he was so fucking wounded from from after getting from COVID, shuffling yes. his tits into his own fucking face. Like <laughs> it was the fucking funniest thing ever. And this comic is like this is like a high. It's like an insane, absurd moment. Like the way it's drawn, but it's literally just Trump. Yeah, it's it's it's. It's weird as a a cultural artifact. Like you 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 found a cursed image. We were we were we were gonna do this <laughs> or EVS's uh, Green Lantern stuff. Yeah, which we will still do on the show because I need to talk about but it. But yeah, yeah, no, they're not they're not getting away. But yeah, free. I, I mean, I just I do, I literally know next to nothing about Green Lantern. I I don't I don't yeah, like yeah, yeah. to think about EVS one no, way just, or the other. But yeah. like. I'm out of my depth, Lantern Watch. However, you know a lot about Rush Limbaugh. It's true. <laughs> you know, it's, expert. it's true. Yeah, no, I I, yeah. I, I, probably have read and consumed more by conservatives than, like, any liberal, man, maybe not leftist stuff, but that's theory, which I think is different because yeah. culture versus theory, but that's an aside. Young blood, yeah, yeah, yeah. Young blood, <laughs> one of the one of the form formative uh, Leninist texts, as as we come to know it. Yeah. So so yeah, so Rush is vibing out, and one of the one of the guys in the crew, the uh, the the village people, is a double agent. He's one of the gay mm-hmm. troops that has been searching for Rush. And they fire on him, and I love how he miss. He just randomly shoots the lady that's next to Because Rush she's, is vibing so hard, he's he does the split spontaneously. Rush does the that's splits. pretty good choreography right there. He does the splits to avoid. And he, I love that they also have him rip his pants. <laughs> the lady getting shot, like there's not a lot of moments of it where I said like the art is genuinely kind of sick. But the lady getting shot is so good that it does remind me of Spain Rodriguez, like, a lot. Like, it just reminds me of that kind of, like, good indie cartooning that is, like, not a thing anymore. Like, now if you're an indie cartoonist, you draw, like, absolute garbage. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, yeah. So so we go, uh, Jesus Christ, the village people are trying to whack out the boss, is is to, like, uh, security guards say. And then it just becomes a full-scale... Uh, like gay nightclub shooting, which is again an uh, pressure. Uh, 
So then the village people were actually the the commandos, the gay commandos. That well, had some been... of them were. I was going to say, yeah. it's it's uh, probably it's probably like a column A, column B scenario. Like some of them are moonlighting as right. like a, a member of gay diamond dogs. And then everyone else is, uh, you know, genuine dyed and the wool people of the village, as they're referred to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all the all the people are being shot, and I, lo- one of the guys is gonna get is that yeah that's Rush, and he says, "I got some sausage for you." <laughs> it's a real deliverance line. Yeah, oh, yeah. and uh, and then somebody hits him in the head, uh, and he says, "Don't you just hate premature ejaculation?" With like a close-up of the eye, and he's so fucking pissed. And you see the reflection of David Duke and the other racist guy in his eye. So fucking yeah. crazy. I it's gotta steal sick. that. It's pretty sick, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Like again, this is the thing that I always get is like people say that like if you're reading like a bad comic, you can't like, you know, oh it's it's all bad. No no no. That's fucking sick. His truck is sick. There's some good stuff in here. I don't care that Clearly, he's a piece of garbage. Yeah. He's a racist, sexist, transphobic, misogynist, all that stuff. That's still a yeah, cool eye. No, Anyways. Then we get to a crazy fight scene, and they say... Oh, yeah, hey, yeah, Michelle, yeah. do you want to say that Bring line? Out, wheel me out into the wheelchair. That, my friend. <laughs> well, I just know that you savor those Come moments. I, yeah, every time I say it, like... I've become more powerful. <laughs> you say yeah. you want to say that it. My, you told me that my friend, and it go, actually it actually does. He actually does art relatively well here in that it it guides you from left to right with, without a panel progression yeah. or without a gutter progression. It's like that my friend goes over his boots, stepping through blood to the other bubble. Must be the toughest fag in the world. And then the other guy's like grunting and wheezing. And I mean, they're not dead. So like, you know, I, you know, how tough is this fag really? But yeah, well, he beat true. the shit out of him. I love this. That troop guy is cool all the phrases, shit. Like... all the phrases get progressively cooler. Barney, killer fags they're trying to kill me what yeah like michelle you might have to read the rest of the show uh, uh I, I love the guy who says not so fast scooter trash death to the white oppressors and they pull out guns and start shooting in the fucking what who are they start shooting shooting all the fucking i don't know is it all of his guys I think well, it's think multiple dudes. It's multiple dudes, yeah. Right. And he says, "Where's the piglet? Where's the <laughs> God?" Because uh... Rush, Rush has hightailed it back into his cool ass car. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Again, more fur trim on everything. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so he's in his car and he says, "What's the fuss? I'm just a comedian, for Christ's sakes." Did Sam Kinison or Dice ever have to deal with gun-packing village people? No. Oh, man. Andrew um, Dice Clay. And then yeah. we see another another Dice Man reference. I do like that they bring up that comedian excuse there. Because as soon as these commentators get any sort of uh, backlash to any, like, like, as soon as they do finally, like, cross some sort of, like, 
social line where there's finally some kind of like pushback to anything they're saying. They're like, I'm a comedian. I'm just a comedian. <laughs> yeah. So then we see the uh, troop on who's waiting for him outside. One of the gay troops, the archer one, and he shoots an arrow into his truck, ruins the beautiful truck. One of the saddest things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, causes uh, rush to crash have a major accident, and he, like, crawls out of the wreckage, like, trailed by blood. <laughs> He's just, uh, like, sweating. It looks so fucking funny. Yeah. And they high-five. As soon as, like, that truck, like, kind of, like, it, like crashes and explodes, they're like, yes! Yeah, the two cool-ass dudes. Uh, then he says, Lord, if I make it through this one, I promise to never trade sexual favors for Girl Scout cookies oh again. God. Um... Yeah, and then he says, gotta be somewhere I can hide. Gotta get out of here fast. Gotta get my breath for a second. And he walks into a room and it says, happy hour two through eight. He walks in and where oh, is he? Your... A room full of the gay uh, troops. Uh, yeah, do- a he walked into a gay bar. says, hello, sailor. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. Yes. I want that That's the man. indicator. This seems like the, like the gay commando reserve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is this is this it's the an bar we saw for the gay earlier? troops? No, this is I don't a, think this, this is the bar a, we saw earlier. Gay... No, this okay. is a different one. Yeah, this isn't in the. Yeah. Philippines. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that was the cockpit. This is the blue blue oyster bar <laughs> and the rear entrance <laughs> oh, wow. at that. Oh, there we go. So, uh, so yeah, so so Rush, <laughs> Rush gets trailed into the bar by one of the gay troops, and he says, "You took a jogging little fat. <laughs> you took a jogging a, a little late in the light, fat boy." <laughs> And uh, oh. the the troops the troops uh, come in on him, and I think we should all like we'll we'll all say this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <What happened? laughs> yeah. We can all pick one. All right, so so you know how uh, yeah. if, if someone like accidentally dies during a party, and the circumstances yeah. are like very mysterious, and you're like, all right, so we're all gonna have to take a part in this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we hand each other the knife, and we all take a stab at the body, so that we yeah. all have to get rid of it together. Because we're all in. Everyone's right. guilty. If this blood comes in, back to in, us, we're all gonna get. I know what you did last summer. Yeah, there's just happens to be four quotes, so I feel like we'll go. Uh, me, Daniel, Michelle, then Jake. Is that because that's the order that I have on that, this thing? That works. Yeah, Is that, that works. good. So the first guy goes, oh, I don't know. How about death by hot beef injection? Sounds sounds good to me, right, boys? It's not even a question there. Yeah, I forgot my rubbers. Sure, hope no one in this room is HIV positive. You know, <laughs> I think I'm HIV, but I don't think Rush will mind. You're a gambling man, ain't you, Rush? Yeah, so then they, uh, they gangbang <laughs> Rush. Yeah, that's death. it. And it's, yeah, it's, it's no in big letters. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, the little thing at the end says, the end, finally, thank God almighty. I'm telling you, with all the shit I've had to put up with from Canada Customs, I never thought I'd get this done. Anyway, hope you got a kick for it, Daniel Nelson. <laughs> this, is, I, this probably wasn't even in the script. The, the artist was just so, like, just apologizing for what oh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
You know, I've I've never ended a book with a gang rape before, but <laughs> just just thought I'd chime in here. You know what really sucks? Canadian <laughs> customs. The end. Shooting. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I don't want to get into like the page by page breakdown of it, but I do have an epilogue that's Ooh. only in my expanded mm. version. So Rush crawls out. He has not been raped mm. to death quite yet. Um, instead, he has a tube in his ass that I think the idea is that they stuck a tube full of AIDS into his butt. <laughs> like a Dr. Mario oh. pill. <laughs> yeah. And he ha- they, they tattooed a swastika on his forehead and Joy Boy on his temple. Jesus <laughs> fucking this is like a There's like an end credit yeah. scene. Yeah. So he crawls oh. out. And he's like asking for help, and all the regular like people in society are just like hitting him with like their briefcases. Like an old lady hits him with an umbrella, and uh, you know she says, uh, she calls the cops. She says, "That's right." And then he tried to finger me, pervert. I gave him what for, but he won't let up. And then uh, thirty-seven minutes later, the cops show up, and she points him out, and uh, so. So the cops are like, all right, let's see some ID. And he says, all right, I'm Rush Limbaugh. And he uh, tries to pull over. I mean, he tries to put out um, his ID, but he had his wallet shoved up his ass. Of course. uh, Where the tube is. And there's like a very graphic shot (laughs) of the, uh, of his anus with the tube sticking out. And these two little like creatures crawl out of it. Um, And the cops say, I've seen some disgusting shit in my life, but this takes the urinal chip. So they take him in and, uh, they, they arrest him. They fingerprint him. And, uh, the FBI shows up. What? He gets in prison. (laughs) They, yeah, well, yeah. Rush goes into prison. They pull him out. The FBI does. Oh no. Wait, what? I think they've really fell apart in this epilogue because nobody, you could tell what anybody oh, is. No. Oh yeah. So that is Mr. Limbaugh. And it says, Mr. Duke, let us know about your dilemma. We've been looking for you for two days. Luckily this precinct has fingerprinting section computerized. So they, they took him in to see the man now. And, uh, he says one more thing. Can you pull this tube out of my ass? Which this leads into Howard Stern versus Rush Limbaugh. So they couldn't kill him. Because they needed him for the sequel, so this was just to bring him alive oh for the uh, of course for the update. Howard Stern versus Rush Limbaugh. This is Jason's Jason's arm coming out from yeah. the from the <laughs> yeah. water right. or some shit. Yeah, I just love that. Instead of like killing him of AIDS, they just like stuffed the tube with like two little hamsters or whatever, like naked mole rats up his ass. This is revisionist to me because. <laughs> yeah, I, I prefer to think that yeah, he died of yeah, AIDS yeah, from they, the gay it, troops because. In, in his conception of AIDS, what happens is a person with AIDS has sex with another person, and then they, like, fall over with big X's on their eyes, and a flower <laughs> pops out of their And if two gay people hands. do it, then their heads explode. Like, the, the, the last scene of, of the normal version where he's just screaming no leaves it all up to the imagination, and, and I, I, I kept imagining uh, this uh, heart... Fisher's idea of what getting gang banged by a bunch of gay men might look like and like Rush coming out of that bar looking like Swiss cheese. (laughs) (laughs) He's just full of holes. You know that thing in old Looney Tunes cartoons where like where where Daffy Duck is in Duck Amuck and then he starts turning plaid and shit? 
like that. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. But, so, but 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 that's only in the yeah. expanded version, right? <laughs> right. right? <laughs> Demented we Nightmare have... Edition. Yeah. Oh, real quick. Um, I'm gonna keep this in, but I want to let people know that um, I have just purchased the sequel in the middle of the <laughs> Hell, <episode. yeah>. Hell <laughs> yes. You yeah. found it. <laughs> yeah, I bought it for five dollars uh, after yeah. shipping. Let's go. Yeah, I got it for five dollars after yeah, shipping you know, on eBay. That's cl- value. It's not clout chasing, but kind of, kind of wanna, kind of wanna, kind of wanna be on that boat. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, I think right. we have to. Yeah, we have to yeah. have. You. Well, here I'll do the same process I did this time. I'll scan in every page, send it All to right. you guys, so that you can oh read it with God. me. Diligent, yeah, yeah. very responsible. We might, it may be a, it may be a. Uh, a Patreon exclusive. Shout out to our Patreon, which we have. Mexico slash Patreon. Technically, by scanning every page, uh, Hart Fisher has the right to kill you. He, yeah, I would love to see him try. <laughs> it's in the <laughs> fine print. He's going to put out Ramon Villalobos mustache. He's like an epic bacon guy now. Like, yeah, uh, you know Hart? what I mean? So here's the thing. Like I mentioned, me and Tamara had done a deep dive into him before one day when we just got mm-hmm. lost on the internet. And we, he does like horror stuff and he's just like a, you know, I think you mentioned earlier, he got into like adult mm. films and, and horror and like, I don't know if he's an epic bacon guy, but he's just kind of like the dude who's like a, at a con with a table that looks like all of his shit is still from 1990, like six. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's all like sun damage. Oh, wow. Out. You could tell, like that's the that's the vibe of him. Like he still does horror cons. I I have to yeah. imagine that. I do not want to see an adult film by him. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> my my condition would be like, what are the what are the vehicles in between scene transitions looking like? Are they hexagonal? <laughs> how, <laughs> yeah, how are the hexagonal vans? Is my main concern. So legit, when when we do that, when maybe like in a month or mm-hmm. two. I will, you guys can come, you open invitation, come back on. Let's talk about Howard Stern versus Rush Limbaugh. Holy shit. Let's try to heal the country with Rush Limbaugh. I need to know what, what this dude's (laughs) take on Howard Stern is. But, but that's not how this one is. Oh no. The one that we, the one that we've all had. We we could speculate about the future, but here and the now, uh, the next part is fucking insane. So the story ends with a gang rape where Rush Limbaugh presumably gets AIDS and dies by the gang next, troops. And the artist apologizes. Next words on the next page. The next words. Go ahead. Say In it. Memoriam. Say it, Michelle. Quote, we all shine on. Ellipses. End quote. John Lennon. <laughs> so, oh. so, uh... This this goes on. I don't believe it's it's heart, right? No, it's not. It's not heart. It's a, it's a, it's one of the people at Boneyard Press. He says, if there ever was a face or a charm that shone, it was that of Michelle Davis, a twenty-year-old landscape architect student at the University of Illinois. Shout out to the University of Illinois. I literally just yesterday did a did a talk with some of their students. They might be oh, listening hey. to me. Say, hey, how's it going? One of the, I, I like literally had a conversation with students about like representation in media. So, uh, this is that. <laughs> this is, this is how this that goes works. out to you yeah. guys. 
Uh, fans of Boneyard might recall having seen her face before in a quiet photograph published alongside others in a gallery at the back of some Boneyard press titles. Michelle was Hart Fisher's girlfriend. She was murdered Tuesday, July 22nd, 1993, in an armed robbery at her place of employment. In the aftermath of this tragedy, a vindictiveness has arisen, which merits response. While grieving for his loss, Hart has found himself forced to defend Michelle's relationships with him and her association with Boneyard Press as well. The local media tastelessly attempted to tie Michelle's violent death to Hart's publishing and video work, implying a cause-and-effect relationship between the two. Promises were broken regardless the use uh, regarding the use of an on-camera interview between Hart and the local news station, as well as home video footage of Hart and Michelle on vacation together, but worst of all, Milwaukee residents, still angered by Hart's decision to publish the Dahmer comic book last year, have begun to telephone Hart's home with an eye-for-eye -eye mentality. These people have irresponsibly indicated that Michelle's murder was just retribution for the Dahmer's work. Uh, Michelle's death, they say, should teach Hart a lesson about compassion. This is not the forum to debate the rights of the press, to suggest that Hart has been singled out for the condemnation while similar media are allowed to exploit the same tragedy or attack the relatives of Dahmer's victims for their justified misery, frustration, and legal right to express such. But this forum, this is the forum to remind those same people and others who see the horrifying incident as what goes around comes around, that such callousness and shallowness does not exemplify the sympathetic consideration which has been demanded of heart in the past. <laughs> it's like very wow. deranged. Like, oh yeah, you wanted me to be sympathetic for the, for the victims of serial killers. Well... Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> as so, as someone who has who has joined your cohort, uh, it, it's the thing. It's the thing uh, that's being litigated now. Uh, in in, I guess blogging is back, and with that uh, also comes some of the pitfalls of that and some of the odious figures involving that. But I think an interesting tell is uh, when. When we're when he when when this thing is going through about Michelle Davis being murdered, the lion's share of <laughs> the lion's share of this story focuses on Fisher, again, <laughs> which is which is again nothing new is created, <laughs> right? He he continues. Uh, Such public and private insinuations also detract from the real heart of the matter that a young girl is dead, and that such attention has been focused on her boyfriend's profession and her killer's motives, but very little on her life and warmth. Michelle Davis was a sweet, intelligent girl. Her academic career was marked by achievement after achievement, and her personal life included a number of beauty contest prizes, a love of horses, and a constant interest in bettering herself. My personal associations with Michelle consisted of those few occasions when she was present during meetings between her, uh, between Hart and me, she was always courteous, generous, kind, and patient. Undoubtedly, I will be worse off in years to come, not having, having not known her for better. Michelle's sudden death should not be a springboard for accusations and recriminations, but a time of somber acknowledgement that the worm can turn <laughs> oh at any time. God. What Hart writes and publishes are, faces of, are facets of imagination, albeit violent and perhaps distasteful to some. The sadism reflected in Hart's work is certainly not expressive of a desire for such rampages to occur in his own life or anyone else's. It is a sad thing that Hart, the families of Dahmer's victims and other bystanders are deep, are wounded deeply and endlessly by savage, senseless violence. 
It is even sadder when the real victims are overlooked and used as tools to quote yeah, get just back to stop at other it right people. There. This is a great thing that is still used today. Uh, so tool <laughs> right. used as tools to get back at other people when like the families of the victims have every <laughs> fucking right to try to throw the book at you. Like, like this is like part <laughs> right. of this is the like the basis for fucking estate law. Like, you are dead <laughs> if you have living relatives. I love that like, the uh... <laughs> there are things in place for them to fight back against someone trying to shit on you if you're dead. I love that in 1993, the the victims, <clears throat> I mean the families of the victims of Jeffrey Dahmer, like hit this motherfucker with a this you. <laughs> 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 and he did what any great poster yeah. would do made rush limbaugh yeah, must die and, and, <laughs> yeah, and then he had his then he had his editor plead his case in almost the first person <laughs> holy shit he continues it's it's an incredible like turn of, of events for for the same book just like I, I have no idea why this would be. This could be just a press statement. Like, For we, sure. Why put this in the? Why put this in? Rush Limbaugh must die seconds after we just read. Uh, Rush Limbaugh getting raped to death by gay troops. <laughs> I love that the intro to this book has has like that like brash doesn't give a fuck middle fingers uh, in the air Gen X attitude riddle me this Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and it ends with like listen this is not the time or place to be uh pointing fingers the bible says of death a little sleep a little slumber a little folding of the hands to sleep please allow please allow michelle to flee this world quietly and without hindrance feel what you w- feel what you wish regarding hart fisher and his chosen profession but Medell- michelle davis should merit only your tears and your prayers the light she left behind should be allowed to shine on as long as we can remember her. Michael G. Ryan. And there's, like, a bunch of pictures of her. And, like, you know, shout out. She is a major yeah. babe. I mean, it's, yes. it's, it's, they, it's, it's, it's so, it's so fucked. It's why I never worry about death anymore. Like, like someone was <laughs> like, you, you know what? When you die, they're all going to be laughing. That's like, I'm going to be, I'm going to okay. be dead, buddy. I hope they. Yeah. I hope they write and draw the worst things. I hope they make the most trans. I hope RT makes another transphobic uh, documentary, and they only get detransitioners to talk about how much <laughs> they wanted me to die. Like I'm gonna be dead. It doesn't matter. I would want as many of them to come to hell with me. Like this is. This is just. It feels. Now, it doesn't feel 100% exploitative, but it feels, like, articulated in such a dumb way that what what's <laughs> right. the lion's share of time put on? Hart D. Fisher or uh, this murdered young woman? Oh, exactly. The attacks, the attacks on Hart D. Fisher. And this is exactly how 
Rush Limbaugh would defend himself <laughs> in if ever chickens came home to roost on some shit that he said and some tragedy that happened that was kind of his fault. This is exactly the somber yeah. tone and like and like the, the decrying of the politicization of yeah. a tragedy. And by the way, now that he's dead and everybody like fucking had a great time laughing at him, calling him a fucking miserable piece of shit. Same thing that you said, Michelle. Like he—he's dead. He didn't. Yeah. Fight. Like, like there were people that were like, "Wow, how could you say this? He was a human being." Like, no, no he, he fucking wasn't. Yeah, he was no, a hog man. He's, he's subhuman. Yeah, no. <laughs> he was a disgusting piece of fucking like, it, shit. You know how and... you know how like H.P. Lovecraft was like so uniquely alienated that he like found new ways to be racist against white people <laughs> like he, he like he he had like orders of magnitude like 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 Limbaugh was a fish man by all by all measures and so we have this uh photo montage to the photo music montage. of like i will remember you big shout to sarah mclaughlin oh, yeah. absolute banger beautiful moment this uh, this girl then, well hold on we get one peace. last moment with heart where he says these words are for the end of michelle's memorial i will always love you michelle always i have only found true peace in your arms and eyes i'm glad you knew that in life i'm glad i brought you the same solace from your heart hurts in life now i ache like i've like never before and there's no one my world is so cold baby so cold Hart Douglas Fisher, and there's a picture of them mm. together. And then, and then you turn, turn the, the page. page. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is the kicker. Someone's, someone's oh. dick on a paper cutout of Rush Limbaugh. Uh, take some advice, lighten up. We should all laugh at more at ourselves. I don't need to improve much in this area. Rush Limbaugh, the way things ought to be. Yeah. Yeah, and they have like a dick coming out of his mouth, like oh, a photo of, a photo collage of like a dick coming out of oh, his mouth. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, that's, that's the end of all-time cognitive. <laughs> what a sandwich! Yeah, like I said, <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's an absolute yeah. whirlwind. It absolutely broke my mind when I read it. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it's weird. Like, I would say, as it relates to censorship, like, I think in the past, if I've ever said, okay, maybe report this or that, it would be like, okay, well, this person's doxing people. I think. I think detractors and stuff, I've never really uh, made arguments to censor uh, their work because I find it repugnant or repellent. I think, I, think it's be I think it's because, like, that can be used as a cudgel and canard uh, against you that will be, like, flexed with, without mercy. Like, like, let's say, I don't know, post post uh the the capital whatever thing like they try to actively do a patriot act to like first people that are going to get hit with that shit are going to be uh people on the left in discord groups uh microsoft is going to buy discord soon and microsoft also <laughs> has several uh government and intelligence contracts out it uh, the flattening of everything, uh, if you give these people X amount of power. I don't think you shouldn't make principled arguments against people. And, I don't know, the efficacy of deplatforming is all over the place. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm 
I don't, I'm not stupid enough to say a hundred percent have all the answers to it, but I think an interesting exercise, and it is why I've read as many conservatives as I have is to like, look at this shit, uh, with like clear eyes and like, it's, is there any part of this you took seriously? <laughs> like, 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 will, will, will someone drive around in a Mobius van and, and do this or that? No, like, it's so goddamn dumb and incoherent. Uh, it's like, I, I, I can't wrap my head around it, but I mean, I can in terms of historical context, like there's, there's always someone trying to sort of be the, the next guy. The, the prelude to this was like, you know, your Tijuana Bibles and overt penetrative sex in comics, you know, and then we would get this and then it's watered down. We show gay sex and, uh, gang rape, but also the, the, uh, author says, private parts <laughs> uh it's it's nuts <laughs> it's, it is nuts yeah like in indie comics and stuff like there was always like robert crumb mm. pushing barriers and 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 being controversial mm-hmm. um so it, it's not like this is this exists in a vacuum without pressure. yeah i was gonna say in many ways uh this is this is kind of tame compared to crumb and and someone Fisher had spoken about uh, uh, Mike Deanna uh, of Boiled Angels fame, who actually was charged with obscenity. Uh, so Hart D. Fisher was actually denied by the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund in terms, and Fisher claims this his political beliefs and leanings, whereas uh, Deanna uh, was represented by uh, them. I believe it changed hands to ACLU, and I believe recently the shit got expunged. But, like, we, you and I earlier, Ramon, were, like, looking at the art, and, well, I think I was. I don't know if you were, but it's, like, it's, yeah, it was. it's, it's wild for, like, five seconds until you spend, like, five seconds on any message board on the planet. And right it's i mean it's not that wild if you mm-hmm. grew up when i grew up and you just saw like rob zombie kind of cartoons like all yeah. that stuff like you know all the vice cartoons kind of mm-hmm. shit like that's why i always consider like the wet like the delineation of like when web comics got like crazy or whatever like what's that motherfucker's name uh i forget but they're you know all these like guys who just draw like really over the top sort of fluorescent like violent images and stuff like it's not it's not new, but that was like I guess the first guy to do it in like a way that made Johnny Ryan is who I think of. There Johnny is. Ryan, oh, thank sure, you. That's sure. what I was thinking yeah. of mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, he does a lot of nutty stuff. So like you know, it's not that d- different than that. I mean, you know what I mean? Like the 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 uh, I'm blanking on the guy's name, even though you just said it. Deanna, yeah. sorry. Like that, like that stuff is not that dissimilar, <laughs> but but you know, it was like a different yeah. time. And like, like I mentioned earlier, like this art reminds me so much of like, I I'd mentioned on the show a few times and on this episode a few times now that I've been reading like Spain Rodriguez a bunch. Like I've, I've kind of fallen in love with his art and 
you know, if you read that stuff, it's wild. Like it's way crazier than this, but the the politics are <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it's it's not even that like it's not the content of this that makes it edgy, but it is when you don't have any sort of understanding of politics, left versus right, anything other than like censorship or or not censorship, right? Like the difference is Spain was a committed socialist, somebody who fought for labor rights and all these things. Um, so when he did a comic like Big Bitch and it was just about like this secret agent giant white lady who wanted to like kill people and then get get eaten out while she ate ice cream. Yeah. Um, like chainsaw people in half down the center and then like just, you know. Uh, while wearing like uh, no underwear and just like had her fucking vagina out yeah. and everything, like that's hilarious when he does it. And there's an underpinning of like he knows what he's mm-hmm. doing, whereas in this he has no idea what <laughs> like, he's doing. Yeah, it's like a kid playing with a with a running with scissors. Like it, it's like it's dangerous because he literally is so volatile and he has such a low understanding of of real world politics. I mean, there in in my view. One of the people, Jake, that we were we were we were kind of profiling because Eliza was like a scholar of him, was mm. uh, the guy that made the rocket fire explosion. Like um, he's Aaron, Aaron Fector. Aaron yeah. Fector, you know, he basically created all those animatronic uh, robot things. But like he had a sort of tunnel vision about him. He was very into two things, and in his political life, he's like a he's like a Trump MAGA guy, and he's a real chud. But the mm-hmm. thing is, like, uh, the the things that define him most are his belief in a renewable energy, or excuse me, a renewable energy source that is this gas, and Rockefeller uh, sort of pistons pneumatic style with the with the gases that are used. Like those are his two things. They have been his focus for thirty years of his life, and like. At some point in his factory, uh, his his sort of workshop, like it, it, it the workshop fucking exploded because those were the two things for thirty years of his life he had put in the most of those hours into, like like no disciplines beyond that. And there is a value to kind of looking at that. It's kind of coyote uh, in that sense, but like. What what is also weird is like I do caution people to 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 not moralize too much, not because I'm a both sides person. Like I again, I'm I believe in the death of liberal democracy, and I I think it would be cool if all of the bad <laughs> people were dead and all the living people were good and nice and. Uh, we have our pussies out and we're eating ice cream. However, uh, like, does that map 100% to our world and the problems we face? I think, I think people can conflate uh, works with, like, say, propaganda for a desired effect. Uh, I think, mm-hmm. I think the worst and dumbest sort of conservative reactionaries try to add a didactic or instructive uh, portion into their work. And then it's just like, what's up? Is this the Turner Diaries? Like, but but those people are really the exception versus the rule. The, 
the thing is like uh for me i i grew up on a bunch of reactionary right-wing action films as have most of us like cobra 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 is 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 judge dread without the fucking helmet uh uh mm. death wish 3 with the 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 uh racial sidekick and 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 charles bronson doing a mass shooting <laughs> going street to street killing people with this uh machine gun like uh these these are echoes uh of uh the inside of an addled brain i i i think i think in terms of uh having a overall cultural context for why a lot of these fuckheads think the way they do you you have to have a functioning knowledge of their worldview and like their inner monologue i think art is one of the better ways to do it uh because it's it's what they think about alone at night in the bed like (laughs) it's what uh it's what we talked about on our episode that we did on the mask (laughs) 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 like joking but like pretty literally like that's exactly what we're saying we even open it up with uh uh, what's his name? Uh, Slav Slavojizek. Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> um, yeah, he but like that's the idea. Is... I think of what's this up? as as a yeah. mask, and we are smoking. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, that's what you should have brought to the fucking uh, pod, bro. That's I what cannot, I was looking uh, for. I, the snorting. I cannot. <laughs> yeah, do it. Anyways, that no, that was a good, that was a fun conversation where we talked about with a with a friend of ours who's in comedy mm-hmm. and, and stuff. Um, we did shout out Ayo bro, bro. Yeah, shout out Ayo bro, bro. Shout out Brody. He, uh, but we, we were talking about like the whole thing is like uh, the mask is who he really is, right? And it's that is when at, when he is alone at night, he puts on this mask, he turns into this big cartoon violent character. Mm-hmm. But that's who he really is if you strip away the, like, norms of society that dictate that he be responsible and, and timid and all these things, you know. But 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 barring that, you just have a, a, a crazed lunatic. And when, when the more and more you kind of let people, you know, not let people, but the more and more people feel emboldened to just say what's on their mind, you know, like, it's, it is the, uh, the Trump sort of post-Trump worldview is like, that's why all the hate crimes shot up after he got elected. All those people felt incredibly emboldened to just do what they felt, what they thought, because look who they just elected Mm -hmm. as president. This, Mm -hmm. this fucking lunatic that dances to Marshall. Yeah. I think the comparison. No, no, no. Uh, All I would say is I, I, I do. I, I don't want to be too hand wavy. So I, I would I no. would concede that to a point yeah there are there are outcomes to 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 speech uh and you know even comedic shit and uh permissibility in speech that engendering norms which can then like have a conditioning effect where if it's normal to say that if it's normal to have gay revulsion or whatever uh then, you, then yes, you will have several states in the country that still have, like, the gay panic defense and shit like that. So, like, yeah. I, I don't want to hand wave that. 
what I sure, sure. what I do I do have some trepidation about not because I have the libertarian view but in terms of the outcome view I, I I'm so focused on outcomes more than I ever thought of in my life I I genuinely believe I've like been changed a little bit by the pandemic and so far as that like because uh, after Bernie lost like it's just like, all right, well, I'm fucking done with that. That sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, uh, in terms of thinking about outcomes, um, the 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 processes that lead to say a Trump or whatever, because he he is not under, he is not a new phenomena. He is a symptom of an existing phenomena. Uh, and even after he's gone, uh, like every, every subsequent month after he's been out of office, there's been a referendum on things he has done in office and things people, uh, who are his allies, who are still holding elected office, uh, like want to enact parts of his agenda and the opposition has to make laws that that or or attempt to pass uh laws that basically again are referendum on it and uh it's it's sort of a weird indictment of uh how we have a hyper focus on uh individuals being emblematic of a process instead of the harder thing to reckon with, which is the process. Uh, yes, obviously the guy driving the tank, you know, <laughs> should be thought about, but, you know, the tank should be destroyed. <laughs> it's it's running over your home. It's killing everyone. All of your azaleas are run over by this fucking tank. You have no azaleas. You have no clout. Uh, and that's the thing. Uh... I don't know. I don't know if it's like in the American character to to think beyond that. I I don't think. I I think there's a ceiling for people's imagination. Mm. Hmm. I I think the 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 comparison that Ramon made to the mm-hmm. mask, the mask comic that we read, uh, specifically not 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 so much the movie but the mask comic, um, feels comparable to what we just saw with Rush Limbaugh must die in a way in the sense that they're kind of <laughs> contemporary mm-hmm. and it's kind of the product of this sort of like desensitized, disenfranchised, um, Gen X dude mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, your point, Michelle, about uh, like maybe not sweating the... Uh, the the wilder aspects of, of, of these kinds of books because at the end of the day um it, it is just speech and 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 uh, uh, there there is a sort of a similarity of that era the dudes of that mm-hmm. era or the the disenfranchised basically like useless people of that era not having any other vent any other way uh, like this this feels very harmless compared to what this kind of 
way of thinking evolved into. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, yeah, the this this I I guess we were we were talking about Ace Ventura, but like there is this sort of general phenomena of most comedies not standing the test of time mm. uh, and and every literally every every comedy from like i don't know 10 years ago on being uh, and that's being generous but being incredibly problematic mm-hmm. and you can't just like like canceling every movie that happened before 2010 isn't productive right. isn't doesn't provide a material uh, benefit to society. Well, well, well no. The the yeah. thing about culture war, uh, especially especially now, uh, because the country is in decline. Which I'm no accelerationist, but uh, if you wanted to change conditions, there have to be fault lines and cracks in the uh, machine, as it were. And it's nothing but fault lines and cracks now. The the thing the thing is <laughs> right. the the problem and I felt this way I felt this way in the past, even in the Trump era with all of that, which is that like individualizing absolutely everything it, it feels good in the moment, but like it's it's uh it, it's sort of again a reactionary impulse. It's I can't control anything outside of my house. Okay? I I can't I can't I can't make the people outside it love me or not love me, give me a job, not give me a job, this or that. But in my home, I can decide if I want uh my kid to 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 be trans or not, to to be gay or not, uh to to worship the religion that I do and uh that that is how people Look at their lives individually. Now, in culture war, it is that extrapolated to the extreme. It is a bunch of people right. that can't mind their own fucking business, uh, sort of being balls on the same fucking hungry, hungry hippos table, just fucking clacking up against one <laughs> another, reiterating these same uh, half-century positions that are incredibly solvable but it would require would require uh a a cohesion and coherence uh we almost cannot have because we we see change happen in consumer culture and consumer acts like like fucking i i i do not see everything becoming magically better in the next five years. I know it can't sustain like this for ten years. And, uh, like, imagine asking anyone right now what they think life will be like in 20 years. Right. Uh, like... The only people people I know who aren't concerned with that will be dead in 20 years. That's the thing. (laughs) And uh, there are very... Coherent arguments, very cogent arguments, that we won't be here in twenty years. I'm looking. Right. I'm, I'm looking forward to the yeah. great reset. Yeah. Oh my god. The, the big climate death. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, 
Yeah, we'll just sort of like put my body into the battery machine yeah. that will power uh, the privileged yeah. in society, their machines. I, yeah. From what I understand, if I keep this podcast going, I will be raped to death <laughs> by AIDS troops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you have, if you. So I don't, that's if my five year yeah, plan. If you have a very weird right wing turn where you, if you're like, like, are you, you like a West Coast guy? Of course oh, I'm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, <laughs> Look at... I immediately, I immediately forgot you? the Warriors reference apropos of nothing. But yeah, yeah, no. So, so like, yeah. Of course well, I'm. Yeah, a, what, yeah, how, yeah. Where else could I be a free spirit like <laughs> mine? I, mean, I don't know if they're like cowboy hat dudes out there, but like, if you have like a big right wing turn and you wear like one of those slave owner cowboy hats. Like then the gay <laughs> army will come for you. Thought about getting a cowboy hat just for that reason. Maybe don't. Maybe don't get that one. Get like a, <laughs> just for that get reason. Get like a get like just a for Stetson that or like one of those Tano ones. Like those one zone. What, I would love to read uh, Ramon Villalobos must die. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It's, one of your enemies out there. Instead is of be like cooking. the gay army, it's going to be like. It's going to be like a bunch of eight chan dudes and and like <laughs> dudes in camo uh, with with it's gonna be it's gonna be digital artists. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to keep you too much longer, so I feel Absolutely. like we should wrap up. Uh, I mean, we, I I don't I don't think I think we left it at a pretty. Good place, which is there is no future. Um, <laughs> we're all gonna die. We're, we're all perpetuate perpetuating the cycle of uh, reactionaries, like uh, t- turning in uh, into worse versions of ourselves. I mean, you, as time, you don't as have time to. Goes by. Yeah. You don't this have thirty year old comic book is uh, mm-hmm. n- nothing has changed. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> right. but the... Well, no, not, one thing has changed. Mm-hmm. Rush Limbaugh. He's dead. Oh, this is true. Yo, yo, let's go. Let's fucking go. Fuck let's you, fucking bro. go, baby. Insert, insert air horns. I mean, there is a lesson. Like, if you, if you don't, if you don't want this to, to keep happening, if you don't want your children, your children's children to uh, you know, have an existence, uh, liberal democracy must die. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And, and, and I'll say if, if if any of y'all enjoyed Michelle's uh, uh, long long ramblings and screeds and intelligent thoughts, big brain thoughts, uh, that is the heart and soul of our podcast. She's the heart and soul of our podcast. Oh, so you're sweet. If you want to, and where, where can where can we find where can we find yeah, that podcast? The podcast is called Working on It. Uh, apostrophe no G. If you type that into any of the podcast things, we will hopefully pop up. We are also on Twitter. Our at is uh, working on it, but it's spelled kind of weird. It's W-E-R-K, kind of like twerk. I-N-A-W-N-I-T. If I'm the heart, I think Eliza is the brain. And It's true. We also feature Eliza Gager. And we have Ruben, uh, who is uh, who is who is like my co-Mexican for, for the show. Oh, nice. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, so follow them there. Mm. Check it out there. Uh, Jake, where can they follow you? Oh, I'm on Twitter. My at is uh, Soybars. It's an mm-hmm. anagram of my teenage username that was SARSBOY, which I never expected to be very <laughs> timely uh, in, in the year 2020. Um, that's me. I'm not, you know, I don't got nothing to promote other than the pod. And but that's, uh, I mean, you have to do that because absolutely. Michelle has 
yeah michelle <laughs> i listen it's been since we started the podcast it's been a long and arduous talk with her about when she's gonna get back on um so uh, you know, well, 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 we keep bo- we keep bullying her hold we'll on, see hold, what on it takes. hold on let me let me find my let me find my new pub, public twitter profile okay what oh is this exclusive yeah all right so my at is at g greenwald <laughs> so it kind of blew up, it kind of blew up overnight uh people have a lot of interesting things to say i love i really i really Some i really love takes. i really love the back and forth we get on on my page you know it's it's kind of a reference to a to a to to a journalist you may not have heard of he's kind of an obscure guy <laughs> That motherfucker truly has made me like fifteen percent more homophobic than I was. <laughs> oh my god! It's, it's, <laughs> that fucking voice he, of his—it's just like I hate it so much, and I'm he like, went, That's... he went Joker he, mode. He, he, at yeah. some he point. sounds like people doing mocking. A... His his speaking voice is people's mocking impression of Hillary Clinton. It's incredible. <laughs> there's this there's this anecdote uh, that I saw on Facebook. I, I, I don't know if uh, Glenn shared it himself at some point, but he was talking about how when he met Noam Chomsky, um, like it was it was uh, basically a story about how like intellectuals insult mm-hmm. you. And so he met Noam Chomsky and he said, you know, I was reading a, an article about uh, European uh intellectuals whenever they come to the united states they always mention uh how terrible the fashion sense of the people they meet are and it was basically like a realization that noam chomsky was about to insult his oh shit (laughs) i mean just just bad just bad fashion I, i i don't really have any dunks on greenwald uh I would say if people get incredibly mad about what he says, the things that are odious, uh, he is a libertarian and he was a lawyer at some point in his life. Like, how else was this going to turn out? Like, what did you, he's, he's consistent. Be yeah. that as it may. Obviously, that doesn't mean like, oh, man, I think everything he says is insanely cool and normal. But it's like, he told you who he was his whole life. Oh. That's, that's definitely true. That, uh, Ramon, Ramon, shouldn't, yeah, we yeah. Be, shouldn't we be plugging something right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter at Flintayo, at Flintayo. No Mex Flintayo, because somebody else has that. <laughs> cool guy, but not us. Yeah, that's why ours is weird, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, was a great name. He doesn't have a podcast. He just has the Twitter account. But anyways. Blessed by the gods. Uh, so, so, yeah, follow us at Flintayo. And then, you know, f- on Patreon, we are at we're patreon.com slash Mex Flintayo. Me and Daniel, we got to do another bonus pod pretty soon. We got some, we got a couple topics that we want to talk about. So at some point in the next month, we're gonna probably do like two of them again, and then, uh, you know, that's where you could just support the show because you know we are not like other shill podcasts. We don't take 
money on the low from Fantagraphics Publishing. We don't take money from Big Blue Chew, uh, like some scumbag podcast that constantly rub their Patreon numbers in our face. We don't do that stuff. We are honest. We are, you know, independent completely. So, yeah, support us at patreon.com slash Follow Daniel at Daniel Irizarry. Apparently, he's getting a lot of new followers. He's very excited about 50 it. 50 of them. Yeah. Uh, keep, up, keep up with the beefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can follow me at Ramon Villalobos, of course. And, uh, yeah, take it away. Okay, so one last thing uh, before we end the show. Um normally right about now is where I would say take it away hell yeah babies um I'd done it for the previous however many episodes and um you know it's because I really love the band I love their music and unfortunately um the lead singer my friend Mike has you know some personal stuff came out about him if you want to know more about it you could you could read about it from the hell yeah babies themselves it happened a while back and basically um out of respect for them the victims of what had happened um, and just everybody involved, I decided to pull their music. And from now until when they decide to come back in whatever shape that may be, um, we're just going to be saying, take it away, Filbert. And that's because, you know, we're just trying to do the right thing. But um, yeah, anyways, take it away, Filbert. I'll do it for a large amount. We'll just remember.